Good morning, y'all. Welcome to the Mama We Made It podcast. It's Tuesday morning, August the 15th, and we got a very special one-time shout-out for somebody extremely amazing in our world. Lena! Happy motherfucking birthday! Let's go! Everybody go wish this incredible soul, Lena, a happy birthday. If you know her, do so. If you don't, find out who it is. You dig? Ah! Mama! Mama! We made it! What it, what it, what it do though? Bust a move right <laughs> fuck now. Around, please fuck around. You feel me? Let's go. It feels fucking gorgeous in this room tonight. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we got my brother Young Murph in the building. My bae brethren. What's poppin', man? Man, this is special. Yeah. And it's crazy because you and I have probably known each other forever and like we can't figure out the date. <laughs> see, see. You feel me? I'm telling you. It's bro, a gorgeous we, thing. We're like, gonna we figure it out. But like we don't. You know nah, what I'm saying? We don't, but we do. Yeah, it's it's it was written. Yeah. I'm super excited uh to have your story on this podcast, family, and it's like it's it's so beautiful to see the bay in general coming with the wave right now. You know what I'm saying? It's been yeah. brewing and naturally it's ebbs and flows, but I really feel like right now is a time like the elixir of of just like the bay hitting the culture with its essence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are a very integral part of that wave. You know what I'm saying? Right on, man. And it's it's incredibly special to me to get this opportunity to just rock with, with Murph through the journey. Man, that's me? dope, bro. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's a special experience for me, too. You feel me? Yeah. I don't really just be sitting down talking to hella cats. Off top. But I fuck with you, and I really like the concept of uh, what you guys got rocking. You feel me? I appreciate so, awesome, you. man. Thank you. Off top, bro. For you real. Yo, let's take it back to the to the start, like where you just came swaggling, daggling out, out the womb. <laughs> where, where, where are you from? Talk to us. East Oakland, California. <laughs> The town and the building. The town. We got a lot yeah. from the town. Yeah. The, ta- yeah. the, the town, town is, is definitely prominent. representing on the mommy made it. Yeah. Platform. The town is, is. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. The town is righteous. Yeah. Extremely. Mm. Yeah. Yo, what was growing up like in the town at that time? Um, My particular experience was uh, like, you know, I was growing up in the 80s and then the 90s, uh, like late 80s, 90s. So I like was like getting up out of the crack era. You know, as I became to know what the crack era was, oh, you know, really? like by that time, like it wasn't really, you know, hella strong like that. But I definitely came up during that time. You feel me? You know, like. So you still were exposed to it? You still yeah, saw for it, sure. Still like I had hella like big homies or like uncles, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. would be around and, and, and I would realize why my mom would be on my pop's head about like having those cats around. Mm. But it was to serve a purpose, you know, so like myself and my younger brother could really see like what drugs would do to you, you oh, know, wow. because it's like you've been knowing these people since before, mm-hmm. you know, and then. You know, he just keeps a relationship with him, and then it's like, yo, so see, you feel me? I've been knowing this person for 20 years. Like, wow. look, like, you want to, you could do what you want to do, but just like, you know. So you saw the results of it. Exactly. Very early, without even really being 
yeah. cued in on it, you know? But then, like, you know, you come of age and, like, you start knowing what's going on when you're 12, 13, you know what I'm saying, 14. Yeah. Like, you, like... Hey, bro. What? What's really Thirteen, fourteen. Was that that? And that's that's a that's not that young. No. I mean, it's young, but like that's when you really start seeing things and comprehending them. Yeah, off top. But see, I was I was exposed to certain stuff, and it wasn't even my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I was blessed to be able to go to like a private school. Awesome. Um, my mom worked for Oakland Public Schools, so the last thing she was going to do was put me in Oakland Public Schools when she was working there in the oh, 80s. Wow. You know what I'm saying? From the onset. Yeah. So, like, my pops used to make fun of her. Like, when I was two years old, she'd be driving around in town looking for private schools. Like, what what school could I get them in? Wow. You know, what's the best one that we could afford? Yeah. You feel me? And so, that was the mission. And he'd be like, bro, you two years old, you can't even talk yet. She's looking for schools. Was your mom you know a teacher? Yeah, my mom was a teacher. That's why. She was like, wow, before I was incredible. even able to go to school, she didn't have like three guns pulled out on her. Oh, my you know what I'm God. Saying? And she working in special education anywhere from middle school to high school. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time, she was only doing middle school. So, I was like, think about a middle school, bro. I got these little kids threatening me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. But you remember that movie Fresh? Where Lil Brett would be in a backpack and he had to go from one spot to another. He was really, he really became a boss. You feel me? Okay. But like he was just really just kind of like running, running shit in his backpack from, from place to place. You feel Ooh. me? His older sister was fucking with somebody she shouldn't fuck with and that's how he done got in the game and all that. Oh, wow. But like you should just peep the movie. It's okay. a classic. Yeah. It's a classic, bruh. But yeah, so like I used to hella relate to bruh because he had all this shit around him. He wasn't of that world. He wanted to just be like a little, kid you feel me but like there was hella shit around him that mm-hmm. was just many you know yeah and like even though my parents and like my family was cool like i was one of the only people on the block to really have like two two parent house type you know what i'm saying wow. it was the shit around me that was like many you know did your parents keep you in the home did they try and like really suppress that oh yeah off top my mom would hella much but my pops would be like you know nah what you feel me like when he wanted me to come home, that's that's when I needed to be home. Other than that, I don't care what you do. Like that was really my pot. Like I don't care. Got you. I don't care, bro. Just don't be fucking up in school because I'll be working hella hard and I'm paying for that shit. Absolutely. And like, don't like, you know what I'm saying? If you get arrested, that's cool, but I'm not finna bail you out. That was always his. Like, oh, yeah, wow. you do what you want. Get arrested. I'm not finna bail you out, but like, do whatever. And it's it, it, it's wild because like. Having your pops having that mentality of just like go out and be free, but you knowing that pops was at home to yeah. like put it down on you. Yeah, if shit went right. My pops was out of pocket too. He was like a <laughs> he was a, 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 a ex boxer and shit. You know what I'm wow. saying? So it's okay. like I wasn't really trying to fuck with him like that. You yeah, know? it was like when I got to a certain age, I was more on some like trying to outsmart him. You know, than just to be rebellious to be rebellious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, and if someone's like telling you. Yeah, do whatever you want. You're like, well, now there's nothing to that's rebel. That's just not that yeah. exciting anymore. So that's what I'm saying. So I, I never had a curfew or nothing, you know, but I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do shit in high school, you know, but fuck with girls every now and then. But really, we would just go to 24-hour fitness and just hoop, you know? Mm. Midnight when, to 2 a.m., mm. 3 a.m. sometimes, because they, they would close the hoop sometime at 2, 2.30. So like- league. Yeah, we would just go hoop. Yeah. You feel me? And and like every now and then we go to Jack London and shit. You feel me? And go f- fuck with it on the weekends downtown Oakland and stuff like that. Yeah. But even that was like I wasn't really doing that. I was either fucking with girls or I was just hooping. You know? And it put, it instilled something in me of just like that was where my mind was at. I was never really on any other shit other than that. When you know? did, when did the hoop life start for you? 
um, at a real young age, I loved basketball. I was hella influenced by like my older cousins and shit and my like favorite cousin. Yeah. He was a big fan of Jason Kidd. So like mm. this was in high school, you know, like Jason Kidd is a legend at St. Joe's, which is where I wound up going. Mm. You feel me? Um, he's a legend, bro. And so cats like LeBron high school games it used to be like that for JK. Cats don't know, bro. Jason Kidd was the next he was the next magic, bro, in wow. high school. That was being like, bro, this is the dude, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just a huge Jason Kidd fan. You know, mm. I wanted to be like Jason Kidd. So that's what, you know, it was like real early, bro. And going to a private school, it wasn't much you could do. In in the town, there's this whole subculture, like, of CYO, you know, the Catholic Youth Organization. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's people that we all grew up together and we all know each other because of that leading into AAU basketball. And then there's public schools, you know. So it's like hella people that I know from the town, they knew me growing up from basketball. Mm. And then this whole Young Murph shit happened and it was just like, huh, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause like I was no, I was known for hooping. Like I had homies from east, deep east, all the way to West Oakland. Oh wow! By the time I graduated, I got cast all the way in Hercules or like you know across the bridge. That like, oh yeah, that's my homie. But like I'm a kid. How that's my homie? But it's just because we've been playing each other for hell of yeah. years. So take us through that progression. Like was it like hoop dreams from the onset? Yeah, no. Nah, my, my doctor told me I was gonna be six six when I was like eleven or twelve years old because oh. I was hella tall. I had a growth spurt. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you wear a size twelve. Yeah, you finna be six six. So at that point, you couldn't tell me shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was really like, I'm about to do this. Like you know, and I was tapped in in that whole subculture. You know, I was playing against some of the top tier talent. You feel me? Like even when I was in high school, after I got hurt, I was playing for the Soldiers Three team for a second. You feel me on What's like that? their slamming jam team? Same team LeBron played on. LeBron actually played for the Oakland Soldiers in AAU. Oh you wow! You feel me? So it's like I'm seeing cats like that. We at the same tournaments. We on the we playing for the same team sometimes. Yeah. You know, like me and Leon Poe would always see each other. You wow. know, like as somebody like he came to my high school games and shit. You know, like I would go to his like. You know, like that's crazy. Somebody you just always see growing yeah. up. We always cool. I just hit uh, the homie Quentin Thomas, who's crazy. If you don't know about GQ, yep. he signed to Ninth Wonder, but he is a, a hooper, bro. I, me and Q grew up hooping. You feel wow. me? Then he went to North Carolina. You feel me? Freshman year got put on. You feel me? They won. Ray felt and all that. So he went to North Carolina, hooped under Roy, and then. Met Knife, somebody put him on with Knife. Somebody went to the studio and was like, yo, bro, you got to hear this kid from Oakland, blah, blah, blah. He plays hoop at North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And Knife was like, bro, what? Like, you know I'm a Duke fan. I ain't going to bring no fucking Tar Heel. <laughs> it became a thing between them. But then his yeah. bro kept saying it hella much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Finally brought GQ in. And Knife was like, whoa, you know, blown away by his talent. And, you know, GQ does have, like, crazy, like, Jay-Z level talent, like, when it comes to rapping, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but he's like really not concerned with like the shit, yeah. you know, he's yeah. just hella tight and he's a good ass dude, you know, which Incredible. is further going to remove him from the shit. <sighs> but yeah, shout out to my nigga Q. You feel me? Yeah. Now, so we really grew up hooping, man. Like that was my whole mindset from a very young age, like around third grade. Mm. It was like, all right, for sure. Now I can play basketball. I've been waiting to play basketball. Let's mm. do it. What was the, what was the culture of the Bay like, like growing up? Because I feel like the Bay has a very distinct imprint right like it's just people from the bay and and being raised in the bay like not only is it is the culture just so robust but like it breeds a type of human you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like it's very community oriented it's very like together mm -hmm. 
um, I think really it having to be a melting pot of uh, of of cultures and just like ideas and just you know like everybody having to just be amongst each other and yeah. like it became just like respect over the years you know um we're all kind of going through the same shit mm-hmm. so we all kind of like look each other like you know like oh yeah that's my bro you feel yeah. me? like we just fuck with it we talk the same we dress the same type you know but at the same time like doing all this shit that's totally different from each other Absolutely. you know like always trying to be hella different from the next person but we all wind up being the same because we all trying to be different <laughs> that's my that's my explanation very well said yeah. i love that they wanted to do a 180 ended up at 360 and it was like wait bro we, we we right back here and we're still here oh shit well we knew yeah was your community built on playing hoops at that time like was there a set group of friends that that's what you guys did communally or yeah and did it keep you off from like other kids that no, didn't go to private school. I had this juxtaposition where, you know, I was living in East Oakland. I'm living in Funktown, and mm. that's where I was little, bruh. I was the youngest person in this, like, nine-person clique, you know? Wait, do you I, have any siblings, by the way? Yeah, my younger brother. Okay. I have older half-brothers and sisters, but mm. I don't really have, hell, like, I don't really have a relationship like that. Okay. Them. You know, I fuck with them, but, yeah. like, we don't. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality of the situation. So it's like my brother and I are hella close. Like, you know, that's my best friend. But, like, my pops, he stayed with my mom, and he had kids and, like, shit before her. But, like, I think there was a certain amount of resentment because, like, he stayed with my mom, you know? So it was like we were the youngest kids. We were the family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like we not really going to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. him anyway. And I'm not even tripping off that. You know, I understand You can't control that. But but we was always raised to have love for each other, you know? And, like, we would be around each other at certain times. And it's like... My older sister, Tina, like, she used to watch us and shit. Like, she really put on, you know? Yeah. I love them, but it's like we, you know, we don't really have a relationship like that, mm. you know? Um, but, yeah, so my family life was, like, you know, growing up in, in East Oakland and, and being with my mom and my pops, and, like, they were very, like, uh, spiritually-based, religious-based, really. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My mom is a gospel singer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when I was younger, she would like be singing at the Orpheum or like the like gospel at Colonus. There would be these crazy things where Wild. Yeah, she was in this choir, James Mitchell and the Elements of Praise, and then also Lawrence Matthews. These cats would be like all in Japan and doing crazy oh, shit. My wow. mom would be like singing, you know? She yeah. could sing. Oh hella wow. well. That's wild. Bro. And she writes songs in her dreams. Telling you, bro, I can't make this shit up. My mom ain't gonna lie to me. I know that. <laughs> so she, I mean, it's been that since we was kid. Like you know, she when she told me that the first time, I remember being like, "Uh, <laughs> all right, bro, <laughs> for sure." <laughs> but yeah, you know, I grew up, and it was like that's really how it was happening. So I was mm. like, oh, "Okay, for sure, that's how God gave it to you." I can't be mad at you. You feel you me? Know? But she really wake up in the middle of the night and have all the lyrics. She's not thinking about it. That's amazing. Think That's about amazing. it. What a gift. No, it's really what That's it is. Like, God has given her the words, and then she just wake up, start writing. She's not sitting there thinking about, what if it's like this? She just write it, write it, write it. And then the first time she she sing it, it'd be the melody. It'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Like, and you never heard it. It ain't no music either, so how are you even working it out? It's just be like, here you go. Wow. Just the song is naturally flowing. Yeah. I love that. That's why I be saying, 
I'm trying to get there on to where it's, and I, I'll probably have to like be more spiritually enriched in order to get to that place, obviously. Mm. But I say it all the time, like these songs write themselves, mm-hmm. you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like the song was written at certain times. Like you don't know what happened in the studio when 50 Cent did in the club, mm-hmm. but it was some crazy magical shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like that song for sure just wrote itself. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like you see the Defiant Ones shit with, uh, yeah. remember how they talk about the first beat he played yeah. when Dre plays with like Slim seven and shit. Minutes yeah. Yeah. It's like it that all. type of shit, yeah. you know? Kanye playing the H to the Izzo beat for hoes, you know, just like, oh, you know, this shit sometimes you just write it's itself. It's an accumulation yeah. of those moments that just like has it come out. Yeah. Was was music in the church big for you growing up as well, or was it more of just yeah, like it basketball? Yeah, it was, it was the part that I really could latch on to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was the part that really, you know, I really fucked with, you know, and, and I and I definitely fucked with the word and like, you know, the community of it. Yeah. But as I got older, I, I I just wasn't really messing with the church because, as I said, you know, you start to come of age and you see certain things. And I was real tapped in. Yeah. I, you know, so it's like I was always told you got to mind your own. You know, you like I was always not rebelling, but just being, def- you know, I, yeah. I wasn't scared to Standing question. For some, yeah, sure. I wasn't scared to question some shit. I'm not finna just do this shit because you tell me to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And so my parents, like, respected it to a certain degree, but never let me know. You I know, they wouldn't let yeah. me know. They respect that, yeah. but they would be like, "Okay, for sure, I see why. I see how we gonna have to fuck with bro." <laughs> okay, cool. For sure. He has that conviction. Yeah, yeah. And my mom, she'll tell me shit like, "Yeah, I don't know how I like, man, you did it, bro," because like. You used to have me stumped. Wow. You used to have me like, bro, I don't know, okay? All right? Just, we got to just do it this way. Just do it. Because I don't even know, bro. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Well, what was that like for you as you got older, like junior high and high school, right? Like, naturally, you're progressing in hoops. You have parents that, you know, you have a family that's, the foundation is built on the church, but you also, at the same time, are, becoming your own man, right? Like, you, you were given that option and you were choosing that. Like, you ran with that one, right? What, what, was, what was the dynamic like? Just because naturally, like, when we grow up becoming our own, we, we always have these little tips with our parents mm-hmm. because they're still trying to, like, nurture, and we get to a certain point where we're like, we got this. Yeah. What was that? How, how'd that affect you? And what was that atmosphere like, especially in those moments of, like, high school and you're kind of coming of age? Um, that's, that's when like it got kind of rocky, you know, because my pops was real focused on working and mm-hmm. he would like be there, but it's like, that was his focus. He was like a workaholic. Would you, you know? would your pops do? He owned his own business. Like he had a moving company as well as like was a, a landlord for certain properties mm-hmm. that he had around the Bay area. Okay. So it's like him and his brother owned these properties then they would manage them together, mm. you know, my uncle. And then he also owned his own moving business where he would like mostly work in the, in San Francisco area and like he had contracts with these two like auctions uh Butterfield and then like some other auction place so he was always moving furniture from there to like drop it off somewhere yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so um yeah he was just always concerned with working because he ran the business sure. you know and my pops wasn't hella literate and like he was from Tylertown Mississippi it was a place where it was one stoplight you oh, feel wow. me he had no kind of education he couldn't really read um, so the fact that he was doing this shit, you feel me, was like, 
very big very big but he had to put hella much into it yeah. in order to make it make make it sense so yeah um yeah when like when you tell cats like oh yeah like my pops used to own this or do that they automatically feel like oh yeah you came up hella rich and it's like yeah nah bro mm-hmm. <laughs> nah that's the coldest part bro this cat was always robbing peter to pay paul you know sure. but he was making it make sense though you know he was doing it for himself yeah. And, like, that's the part of it that I picked up for show. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my mom says the same thing, like, having the hustler mentality and, like, being able to be like, nah, I'm going to do it like this, bro. I'm going to do it myself. See how I'm that works on my own. Exactly, yeah, because yeah, I don't know I don't know about the way you're doing it. That might not be the way. <laughs> so why did things get a little rocky? Uh, Me picking up that from my pops. Oh, I see, I see. I was hella independent, you know. I was always like, I'll do it, you mm-hmm. feel me? So it's like... I wasn't on the block selling selling drugs and shit, but I did like get hella jobs and shit when I was young. And I used to work on the truck with him from a young ass age, always working on a truck, Ooh. always working in apartments. You feel me? We used to have to do it for free, but then I got to a certain age where I was like, "Yo, I need to start being paid for my services, my G." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I got the and he respected the game too. Like, I'm still okay, I was wondering when you. It's been enough. This internship is over because he he used to be like, "Yo, your payment." is this roof yo you know when you a little kid you be like and he paying everybody what's up bro let me get up <laughs> nah you ate bro you do this all day yeah. you're not really working so yeah. like don't think you can pay but when I was actually doing shit hey what's going on I need to this how much you paying him this how much you paying him and like I'm doing exactly what they doing I'm helping you out I'm not even asking for what they giving cause they yeah. grown yeah. but like give me like this yeah. my pops had to respect it he was like okay see there you go That's he, didn't, he didn't even really let me know then but the fact that he was like alright that let me know uh, <laughs> how old were you when that happened maybe like 12 got it 12, 13. Yep. That's when I was really starting to put yeah. in work. You know, yeah. before that, I used to like the clutch on the truck. You know, I knew how to drive a stick hella young. So yep. I used to be like me, like seven, eight years old. And he'll be like, one, and I do one. <laughs> two, do, you know, he was stepping the clutch. And I, that was my job. I got mm-hmm. to do this shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because it was like a video game. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Fucking around. Tell me which one. <laughs> then it was like, all right, don't tell me. As I got a little bit older, don't tell me. So he would just, I would be able to know where it's supposed to go. Oh, and then, like, if wow. it didn't sound cool, I'd be like, oh, no, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, wow. like, just from like muscle memory and just knowing, you know, and this before I could even drive, I just knew. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Manny. And the coldest part about that is I don't know how to drive a stick no more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, though. <laughs> I knew how to do it when I was like seven. Yeah, my dad used to have me sit on his lap. I was in like the third grade, right? Like in an empty parking lot driving stick. And then, nope. No chance. Yeah, bro, it's nope. crazy. No, it's no crazy. chance. I never learned. It's probably because I'm not in the situation. Yeah, I was yeah. had to do it probably, but it's like it's cold. Once that's you learn it, you just got to like have repetition. It's that's like, what it is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How bad, bro, if I be getting hella off topic, because that's, you know, I just be mobbing. Oh, don't worry, bro. This you know? is, a, you know what I'm saying? We're going to grab that, bring it back, or just yeah, throw yeah. it up. It's, okay, for you sure, know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a mix of it. Okay, for sure, yeah. Around um, Were you working throughout high school as well? Yeah. I um My pops always used to say I used to be working, I, I should be working more, but I, because I was playing AAU basketball yeah. and shit like that and tr- trying to go to the St. Joe's camps and all that. What was that balance like? Um... Uh, Man, some days I would have to like 
go do like morning workouts and then dip and go work with my pops or go work Mm. with my pops and then go to like a game or something like that. And like after a while, I started being like, yo, I can't be working on a day I got a game. And he'd be like, it's summer ball. And I'd be like, man, this is important, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he thinking, bro, if you're not at school, you need to be working. It's like, okay, I feel that. But like, I got a game today. So then it's like, we had to start figuring out on what what we going to do on game days, you know? And then when I stopped working for him, I stopped working for him around like junior year summer. I got a, a job at the firmery in West Oakland, this community center. Mm. So like I was just like working there, you feel me? And I wasn't fucking with him no more. So now I gotta like do this square job. Like I'm really it ain't no like yo, I ain't going to work today because yeah. I got a hoop game. It was just like <laughs> now I'm working, working. And I could only do that for a couple of months because it was like when hoop started back up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I gotta get up out of here. Yeah, but that wound up working out for me, like working there, because then I got to come back the next summer before I went to college and shit like that. So oh, get some dough right quick. Yeah, they fucked with me. And by that time, I was kicked out, which what happened the next year. I got kicked out oh. right before I went to college. Really? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, my what's going on? Yeah. My mom came back with like a jack in the box sandwich with some shit on it that I that I said like please don't have that on it. And then she was like, um, she called and was like, What you guys want from Jack in the Box? And my brother and I told her to order. I said, I bet you she come in this door, you know, and it's gonna have the pickles and the onions on it. <laughs> and then she came back, I opened my burger, a little spoiled ass, and then it's got the pickles and the onions, and I looked at my mom, I said, you see what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> and I was like, thank you, Mom, for the pickles and the onions. Did you ask for extra? That's that's nice. Thanks. And I'm just being oh, a dick. You feel yeah. me? And oh. I guess her and my pops had got into it. They was on their own little level. Oh. So she wasn't fucking with shit right now. Oh. Yeah, that was one of those. And it was like, she got at me, moments. and then I started getting at her. Like, bro, what you mean? Like, you don't be lit? Because she didn't. She don't still to this day. I love my mom. That's yeah. My, you know. Absolutely. She don't be listening. So it's like, bro, you can't be mad at me that you just don't listen. Like, that's it was a joke yeah. because it's real. It was just wrong timing. You know, but I was being too, I was like, bro, it's a real thing. Yeah. Don't be mad at me that you don't listen. You don't be listening. We all know you don't be listening. You know, and I'm talking to her like that. I used to talk to my mom kind of crazy sometimes. Not like be yelling at her and cussing her out, but just talking to her like, yo, I'm an adult. You're an adult. We could just talk about this, right? But I wasn't an adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 16. I'm 17. Yeah. So this is when I'm 17, and it's like feeling like, bro, come on, like level with me. Just yeah. be like, my bad, bro. My bad. I don't be listening to you. What yeah. you say don't matter to me. Yeah. Say that. I right. I respect that more than you just being like, don't talk to me like that. You don't know what you talk like. Cause yeah, I do. Just be like, just be real. Yeah. You know? She wasn't feeling that, and then. Um. Then my brother had said something, and I was like, "Nigga, ain't nobody even talking to you." So then me and my brother start going at it, and then <laughs> it we was just fight. a fucking domino effect. Yeah, yeah, we fight. It was just hella, just tension <laughs> just, in the crib. And then me and my brother fight, and I dip for a bit. And I'm like, "All right, bro." And then I come back. And my brother done broke my computer. Oh. And I'm like, bro, who's paying for this? Because yeah. <laughs> he's not. For real. But he's going through the same thing I'm going through because he's four years younger than me. So he's now just becoming a teenager. My brother start, you know, he's mm-hmm. hella into the hoop too because mm-hmm. I am. He's so in the he's gym. he's 14. He's bench pressing. Like, I'm, I'm in the gym now. What you mean, yeah. bro? You ain't going to yoke up on me. And I had to, 
(laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, it just turned into just a not cool situation where I just went and lived with my godmother for a second. It was your choice? It was my choice, but she wanted me to come back after a while, you know? She told me to get out. Like, she was like, get out. Yeah. And then my my pops had been said, bruh, I don't fuck with, like, you know, I love, like, but I don't, don't, you could leave. Like, I'm not finna be talking to you. So he was already, he had already checked out. He don't Mm. care. That's why he was never even in that equation. Because if if he was, he was just going to fight me. Like, bro, you not like what? Like, yeah. he's from another school, you know, Tylertown, Mississippi, bro. They like, no, I don't give a fuck what you think is going on. Like, this was going to go on. But he can't do that because it's a changing time. You feel me? Yeah. My pop's 20 years older than my mom. So he was damn near raising us all at the same time. Oh, wow. If you really want to keep it lit, she 20 some years old. And it's like, he 20 years older than her. He like, wow. bro, all y'all tripping. My mom is the middle kid of nine kids. She from the project, Hunter's Point, in, in the city. So, like, she, like, you know what I'm saying? She trying to figure this shit out, too. And he like, oh, bro, what? So, by a, at a certain time, he's like, man, I'm not, what? I'm finna deal with yeah. y'all? Because <laughs> like, the way, I do, the, the way I'm finna deal with it is I'm gonna go to jail. So, like, <laughs> that's really how he was. Like, I'm finna go to jail, so I can't fuck with y'all. I respect it. He was right. Absolutely. He was and right. it was also like, you want to be a man and talk all this talk? Like, go be a man then. Yeah. I remember one time, I remember they were fighting one time, and I like bust in the room like, hey, man, you ain't finna be talking to my mom like that. You ain't finna like, you, what you about to do? You about to hit her? Like, you know, I'm just, because like, it was getting hella heated. You feel yeah. me? And then I got the fucking teenage rage hormones going yeah. on. Yeah. So I'm going in there, and I'm trying to challenge my pops. And he was like, <laughs> whoop. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you th- oh, you thought. That's what you thought? <laughs> oh, what? Uh-uh. And he was like, man. And he told me, he was like, I feel you. But, like, you ain't, like, you'll never do that again. Don't ever in your life. Because I'll, like, bro, I brought you into this motherfucker. Yeah. I'll take you out. Like, really. like Straight up. No cliche. Like, l- really said that. I feel <laughs> you. Know you. What I'm I feel you. It stood like, by it that. Like, it wasn't a line in boys in the hood or Like, he just said it. Like, like this, I mean what I'm saying right now. <laughs> so, like, that's why he couldn't fuck with it. Because it's like, bro, you're going to make me. And I get my temper from my pops, too. Like, oh, he had really? a terrible temper. So, it's like, you're not finna make me mad. I can't trip. Y'all don't understand. I can't trip off this shit. Yeah. Because if I do, I don't know how to trip off. Off of it, yeah. I'm gonna be crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I saw, I've seen my pops go crazy a few times. Mm. Like, damn, he hella raw. Yeah. Oh shit! You know? Do not step in this yeah, area okay, right now. For sure. So it's like, you know, don't test him. I already yeah. knew that. Like, all right. So then I never, you know. What was it like for you at that age? Like, did that shift your dynamic? Were you still like hoop dreams? Like, was it like working? Like, what? I was always hoop dreams. I didn't work hella much like that. Like, I was always trying to get jobs and shit because I wanted to get shit that my parents wouldn't get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that's why I wanted money. Like, I didn't need for anything. My, 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 I was always cool. Yeah. You know, it's not, we wasn't hella rich and we was blessed. Like, we didn't know that we were broke until we started getting a little extra you know my bro me and my brother used to sleep on a mat on a mattress you know in the room the same Ooh. room you feel me and like when we start getting our own room and then they talking about adding to the crib you feel me so i can have my own room and shit like that i'm like 
okay, so it's lit. Yeah. So it's we cool now, you know? <laughs> and we wasn't hella cool, but it was it, it did yeah. get lit around like eight, ninth grade. Like some something good happened. Yeah. And it was like you could you could you felt it. Like, oh shit, okay, for sure. So it's a little yeah, bit different. That now. Shift. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Just to touch on this, going back to your friends, you always said you were like always a little bro. Yeah. As far as like so I was like a I was young for my grade, mm-hmm. the grade I was in. And so like my homies around my neighborhood were older than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I was just like Lil Murphy, you know, like, you know, Lil, Lil, Lil Murphy. That's just like, and I was Murphy's son. You feel me? Mm. So it was like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. And as as we all grew up and, like, they started getting into whatever that they was getting into, people start falling off or, you know, getting getting shot or shot at or like dying or like having kids yeah. or like having to relocate on some Craig shit yeah. where it's like they can't stay over here no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that nigga Bree, he live in Reno. He don't live out here no more. You know, like shit like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that if I'm the youngest cat, you know, like I kind of got, I had it real good because I was able to learn from other cats' mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they used to look out for me too. I was talking to my big homie about this a little while ago. Like, yeah, bro, y'all, y'all used to really be like, hey, it's time for him to go home type shit. Oh, you know? Wow. When I'm like, what you mean it's time for me to go home? Like, man, come on, brother. I'm going to walk you to the store. We're going to get some chips and then you go, come on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know. I don't know why, but I guess they just fucked with it. They fucked with me like that. They used to act, a lot of them used to act like they didn't, you know? And I think a lot of that was just, like, us all being kids and then the jealousy and, like, them knowing what was good. Like, Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. like they Was, was it one of those, like, okay, he has promised, like, this is the young one, yeah. like, don't fuck yeah. with his path? Most definitely it was. It really was. Because it was, a, it was, like, it was, like, three core niggas that was, like, you not going to touch me. You, you really, like, you really got to get through them. Because mm. e- even of other niggas in the clique... It would be like certain cats maybe want to get at me, and then them three like everybody gonna be like, bro, what you like, you know, yeah. chill out. Yeah, but them three, yeah, Devin the Rod and Lenny are not. Nope, mm. is is you know, so yeah, shout out them niggas, man, because they was they was really fucking with me. I feel you. Yeah, as you progress through high school now and you're living on your own, oh, not on your own, but you moved out. You're living with your stepmom. You said, yeah. How long was that for? Uh, my godmom. Oh, your godmom. Yeah, that was for a summer. Okay. Like it was like end of high school going into the summer. So yeah, like there was a time where I was still going to um, school and shit. So I graduated not living at the crib. Got it. Um, but I had a graduation party and shit at the crib because I had like family and shit. <laughs> it like when I did like it was hella am am like. Amicable, Amicable yep. yeah, yeah, straight up. It was like okay for sure. Yeah, like I wasn't, you know, because at that him. time, like you're, you're literally like on the cusp of being a man. Exactly. So it was like my pops was fucking with it. The fact that it was like, yeah, I'm finna go make my money, bro. I'm finna drive my car that's in my name. And yeah, do this shit. So that made him fuck with me even more. Awesome. Mm. And like we definitely had a relationship, but it was like he. Because of how he came up, he always looked at us, you know, especially me and my younger brother, because he was there. Like, 
y'all hella soft. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, y'all hella weak, bro. I feel you. My other kids go through it harder than y'all because I'm not even there. So, like, y'all weak, bro. What you mean? You know, but it wouldn't be on my head like that, but it was always just a, like. Like the undertone. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, man, good job. Good job. He's like, that's what you go, should go be. Go back to where that's I what grew you up should be doing. Over here, manicure. It was never like, yay. It was yeah. always like, yeah, bro, for sure. That's, good for you. Man, that's good, yeah. man. Good job. And when he did do that, that's when you knew, like, oh, yeah, he fucking mm. with you. Because it was like, man, bro, like, you really had to do some shit to impress him, you know? But, like, he, my friends fucked, like, he used to fuck with my friends hella much. So they'd be like, hey, man, hey, Mr. Holmes, like, the girls we about to go see today, hey. Man, Murphy hey, got a good one. Murphy got a good one this time, and he would get juiced off shit like that. Like, okay, all right, yeah, respect for sure. That's, that's what I'm saying, for so, real. So, like, you know, I definitely had a cool relationship with my pops, but it got hella better as I got older. Yeah, you know, like that's when we really start fucking with it, because really all he cared about was working, like mm. you know. And I think he was just working hella much so that we was cool. So you know, as we got older, and it was like, okay, yeah, now he's starting to be a lot less dependent on me and you know i gotta fuck with this one and then i'm out of here like you know he started lightening up a little bit more mm-hmm. too you feel me and he was just getting hella old so it was yeah. like it's like all right for sure in high school did you have like any thoughts about college or what you were gonna do afterwards or was basketball yeah. like i was finna go to go to like you know ucla or cal or somewhere like that north carolina duke i, would, I was gonna go like that's where i'm about to go you know and as time went on, I realized that was less and less of a reality, especially after I got hurt twice, broke my ankle. Oh, and was this man. in high school? Yeah, yeah. Just just during the game or pre- yeah. what? I used to um, I used to hoop at this spot called Bella Vista in the neighborhood. It was like that's where we all hooped at, you know. And my coach found out that like I was like doing hella street ball shit and St. Joe's had a very strict basketball program and shit. Mm. You wasn't supposed to play outside and like if you did, mm. you're supposed to wear ankle braces and all that. So like I had this tip dunk, you know, and came down on my home like my homie acted like he was gonna jump and went down. So like when I came down, I came down like on his leg. Oh, so my fuck. shit just said oh. my older cousin was he he was with us and he also played on the team. Um, and coach already hated him. He wasn't getting no burn. He wasn't getting no love. My co- my coach just hated my older cousin. And he's older than me. And he was like, fuck. All right. Well, I'm fuck. really not going to play this season mm. because I was with you. Yeah. That was the first thing he said. Wow. <laughs> he was like, fuck. He's like, fuck if you okay. Fuck. Yeah. I'm on the ground. Like. And I got hella niggas like, you feel me? I'm in the middle of the funk. So it's like, nigga, walk that off, bro. Just jump on it, bro. You got you to gotta you gotta jump on it. You know, niggas being like, you got to. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, no, there's jump something on. wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong, bro. There was this a pop just, here. This ain't yeah, no. There's, yeah. there's something wrong. This uh. shit is crazy. And then my cousin had to carry me and like, you know, wow. like both of us knew like this is bad. Oof. So that's when shit took a like, yeah. It's like I thought. I was finna just play basketball. Wow. What did that do to you, like, just, like, mentally and emotionally? Was that just, like, a hard thing to take in? It was real fast. I'm I'm not one of those cats that was, like, getting hella, like, visits from, 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 from you know, the top-tier schools and mm-hmm. shit. But I remember that summer, 
Like, I was guarding Demarcus Nelson and shit who went to Duke and Tim Pierce and all these cats. Yeah. So, like, I had gotten letters from big schools. I, I think I still have the letter from Duke. Like, I was in that stage of, like, where they send the first letter out to be like, yo, man, you know, we just see you. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. And then it was just, like, quickly. <laughs> and he's up. Yeah. So, it's like, I never even got to get into it to be like, yeah, I'm about to be a top mm-hmm. prospect. It was just like, I was just cool. You know, mm-hmm. I was good. You feel me? I'm sophomore. Like, oh yeah, he's he's good. We'll see what's good with him. You yeah. know, but yeah, that kind of fucked everything up. Yeah, because sometimes it's if that's your, what you've been doing this whole time, and that's yeah. what you're like, you dream about it. It's like that's what I want to be when I grow up. Did you have those thoughts too, or was it just like? Uh, I mean, yeah. I think what? by high school, I I knew I I might not go to the league, but mm. I knew I could get a scholarship. Be- and that was because of the cats that I knew around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm fi- in 15 and I see LeBron, like I'm standing next to him. Mm-hmm. And like we walking through the fucking casino and then there's a- people asking him for his autograph and shit like that. Seeing that at that age, you're like, yo. So it's probably bad for me. But I know I could go to college. I knew right. I could get my school paid for. Got you know it. what I'm saying? So that became more of a reality as opposed to like I'm finna go to the league. So, so what'd you do after high school? Went to college. Where'd you go? UC Santa Cruz. I went to Santa Cruz. For real? My first year and a half. That's player. Yeah. What what uh, college were you in? Oaks. Oaks. You know I was in Oaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong though. Hey man. But I you love know, Oaks. This was, it is what it is. It is for sure fucked up. But yeah, I was for sure. <laughs> Oaks, right? Uh, I was in Stevenson. Okay. And shout out to all my slugs out there yeah, listening. Man, the banana slugs yeah. fuck with us. That's yeah. tight. Yeah, man. So you say for your first year and a half, you did? First year and a half that I did. Where'd um, you go? I went, that's when I went to New York. Oh, okay, fast. Santa Cruz, man. That, that's great. Yeah, man. You liked it? I love. I loved it, bro, for what it, like, what it was for me, you mm-hmm. know, because that was my transition period from like, I was still playing hoop in high school and I loved it, mm-hmm. but it was like, I'm just kind of doing this because at that certain point, it was like, that was my social circle that was my you know what i'm saying like yeah. i was more i was known for that i came up in that sure so i i wasn't in the position to just take a left turn and yeah. santa cruz gave me that opportunity to take this left That's and i had homies that didn't respect it or understand it or fuck with it at first too you know Why? because because i was a hooper yeah you just because you're brought up like it was yeah, hard like, bro, in that we, community what you doing bro we don't even we hoop you know yeah even my own brother was like oh man you finna rap and shit fuck bro i hate when cats do that <laughs> you know and he a kid and i'm like damn bro why can't i live <laughs> wait why'd you choose santa cruz i didn't choose santa cruz oh, okay santa cruz chose me oh I so like i was really dead set on going to chico my older cousin was okay. uh on the coaching staff at Chico and you know they had won the they won that championship you know a year or two before I was about to go to school I was juiced off going there I was supposed to go and then I um broke my ankle again oh, so that was what God, happened same one yeah that's that's what happens though yeah like it just does not get better and it was because I was like overcompensating especially when i got back after i got back like i felt cool you know i could have been cool but i was wearing hella ankle braces and ankle support and doing hella shit when i should have been letting my ankle strengthen Mm. just naturally and that's why i broke it in the first place is because i became dependent on the mandatory ankle braces that they had us wearing at the school you know so i mean i love my coach for the for the for the love that he gave me yeah. and for the life that he gave me, but like that was kind of fucked up to to 
I don't think he knew that he was doing that to us, mm. like, like making our ankles hella and weak. That, but that and like just chance. You know what yeah, I'm saying? for sure chance. That, that kind bro. of fall is like, that undercut is just like one but of those. But it definitely turns a, you know, a sprain into a, a fracture, which is yeah. what I had real, like real quick. Yeah. Where it could have just been a sprain maybe, but right. now sure. I fractured my for ankle sure. and I got to, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, after doing that twice, no school was fucking with me, not even Chico. Um, so I kind of didn't know where I was going to go. Santa Cruz was a last minute decision. I've stayed in Hung Lim, the all Asian dorm, because I got all my shit last. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feel you. I was like, I feel bro, it was, it was amazing. Because Hung Lim just sounds fucking majestic. Uh, yeah, because I came from the Bay, where it's hella Asian people, yeah. and I went to St. Joe's, where it's hella Filipinos. It's hella Filipino people in Alameda and like in the yeah, Bay Area, period. Yeah, but yeah. like Alameda, Bay Farm, and like, Daily City, like Union City. There yeah. are these places where this is like Filipino hub. Pano, you feel me? Shout out my brother Pilo. It's me? like hubs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, I was hella used to to being around hella Asian people, yeah. and they hella fucked with me, you know? Um, so, yeah, it made me the exotic cat like in Hong Lim. You feel me? Like, oh, yeah, black bread. Bread up your hooping and shit. You know what I'm saying? He cool. That's my nigga. Yeah. They always be like, bro, come up to the third floor. Come on, bro. Like, you ain't fucking with us, man. Like, always want to, like, you know, they not fucking with my neighbors like that. They not fucking with them over there. They'd be like, what's up, dude? You know what I'm saying? But they'd be like, man. What's up? You know? Yeah. Like, that's my partner, bro. Just <laughs> <laughs> so y'all know. I fuck with the black dude, man. He cool. <laughs> so, that that was exotic. Just being, you know. And, and Hong Lim is right next to Biko, which is like, that's where all the black people were. Mm-hmm. But Santa Cruz is amazing, though, it's too. It's an amazing It's place. like, it really is. You're in this, like, the whole thing is like a forest. Yeah. The entire thing. And you just can go hiking. You can go up these trails. And the vibe of it is really cool. It's super, super liberal, even though it's segregated, which is weird. It's crazy liberal, but it's <laughs> which like, is weird. You can have your but own, it doesn't you can have your own experience there. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you can, everybody can go to the same school, and like there are really? people where it's like they never been to Oaks. You know, they didn't want to go, but it's not like they didn't. It's like that. Like, yeah, bro. There's some. It's sometimes like sometimes it's like that. That, yeah, that blows my mind. Because like, yeah. I heard a stat back when I was going there. I guess it had like the most children of like Fortune five hundred company CEOs Santa or something. Cruz. Yeah, Santa oh, Cruz. Wow, it was one of the richest universities too. Wow, like oh, shit. for the UCs and yeah, and it was one of I the richest. Out of fucking straight left field. Exactly. So it's like I knew like personally, even though I was in Oaks, like they really segregate. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how they do it, but it's like sometimes there would be like a fluke random person that you feel like, yo, they're not supposed to be here, you know? And then they knew that and they'd be like, yo, I got a dip. (laughs) And people would leave and I'm going to Porter. Like, yeah, bro, you probably should be in Porter, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a real Porter cat, it was, and that's funny. not even well, a diss. Actually, like, no, shout no, out Porter. Like, it's, Porter it's is funny. love. I got love for Porter, no, but it was like, yo, fam, you probably should dip to Porter. Yeah, and it's like, it's funny. It's like all the dudes in Kresge. You're like, yep, yep, Kresge, bruh. Yeah, feel you Kresge. Right now. I fuck with Kresge. <laughs> of course, Kresge's they threw great parties. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? But there's some cats that I that I know never went to a Kresge party. They didn't go like from Oaks because they were like, especially like maybe like a black girl. 
You know, mm. the black girls in Santa Cruz hella stuck together and would be on some hella anti shit. For the most part, I'm not gonna throw everybody in in, in in a bus. But like, yo, they like quickly realize, oh fuck. <laughs> like quickly, like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, like you think a black dude feels that way? A black girl is like, oh fuck. So yeah. it's like they quickly just would have to assemble. You know oh, what I'm saying? Man. And they were like, we're not going, uh-uh. But like my little sisters and shit, once I, you know what I'm saying? Like the cats we adopted, yeah. they, were, they was fucking with everything. Like, oh yeah, that's my little white boy over here. <laughs> what you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he going to put us on. So like, it, it's that going on too. But yeah. It but was, but for, like for the most part, everyone there is like very cool. Yeah. Some of my brothers still to this day are from that first year and a half that I was there. And the experience there was just, it's, it's a beautiful college. I got, I, that's actually where I identify the most of my college experience was that first year and a half at Santa Cruz. That's crazy. Cause I didn't, that's when I met Marky Basie and then he did, we knew of each other before that. I feel like because uh, of hoop or he says that, but like, I don't remember him. I was better than him. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Wait, did playing. you play on the team? Did you play on the, the team at Santa Cruz or no? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I had a funny experience because um, I, I, we played at the the midnight league where you just like you know you play from midnight to two. I can't even and, think of you playing ball like that. Oh man, I was a big baller. I re- I've retired since. Really? Yeah. I respect it. Respect. I was yeah. like, I you throw like, it down. Yeah. Like you throw that conviction yeah. out like that. I'm like, I, I tip my hat to you. What are you like six six one? Yeah, like six one. But I was oh, great yeah, at re- fucking around. I didn't have a great shot. Great at rebounding. Like the I Dennis Rodman. I feel you. Nice. Yeah boxing people out I'm good. <laughs> but um here's the thing even though it's a d3 school you learn very quickly if you play somewhat on that level you're way better than anyone that just plays regular remember this one guy he played on he joined the intramural team or whatever and he just like completely destroyed us and he, he played on the team but it was night and day like yeah the difference of caliber of player is insane. Yeah. So you must have been Intramurals at Santa Cruz is legendary. Yeah, yeah. That it's shit, like that. Yeah, it's tight. I have homies that like are were the intramural champions. I was too. But like like homies from Berkeley and shit, like they, you know, have that shit hung up at their crib and shit. Oh, know? wow. <laughs> like it's, it's like, like that. Yeah, for sure. So were you there uh, all 4 years? Yeah. What what was your experience like there just um it, you know, coming out of playing Ball. I mean, you played there, but like, did your journey or your path kind of switch when you were there, or did you get oh, into yeah, other things? Immediately, immediately. My older cousin, the same one that was with me when I broke my ankle, right? Um, he told me he went to UC Riverside. He was like, "Yo, I did this like open mic thing in the first couple of days of school, and all the girls wanted to fuck with me, and all the dudes wanted to be my partner." And he was like, if there's anything that I could suggest you do, bruh, is just do that. Just put yourself out there and everybody want to fuck with you because you, you, bruh. Feel me? He was like, but they don't know that you, you yet. He was like, and you cleaner than me. So, like, think about how they going to fuck with you. That's hilarious. And he really told me this. And I was like, damn, you're right, cuz. Because he don't, like, neither one of us, we didn't sing and rap and shit, but we'll fuck around, like, play around. You know what I'm saying? And I had a love for music. I only sang in front of people maybe, like, two times before that. Mm -hmm. But I went and I did what he said. There was this thing called Oaks Idol in the beginning of school, first couple of days of school. Oaks Idol. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out Oaks Idol. And then 
Um, it was like karaoke or like if you have a talent, you know, just icebreaker mm-hmm. shit. Like it was maybe the second day of school. And uh, classes haven't even started yet. You know how you have orientation? Yeah. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So we there, and I'm with two of my my homies. They're from high school, and they play on the team, too. So I'm like, bro, we already got this. You feel me? We yeah. know each other, and we're, yeah. like, we're from the Bay. Like, let's go up there and do what Trey said and sing shy, you know. <sighs> and if I ever. ever. And we all know the, the parts. And then one of my homies is like this. He's a child prodigy on the keys. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's crazy. When we was in high school, he used to, like, play for benefits for the mayor and shit. Like, oh, what you going wow. to do this weekend day? Like, oh, I got to play, like, a 200-plate dinner. Like, all right, bro. You know, he, just, he was just raw. So, like, I'm like, Dave, come on, bro. This would be a, you know, it's a piece of cake, bro. Mm-hmm. Think about. And I'm thinking about the girls at all times. You feel me? <laughs> bro, What? They hella scared. They don't fuck with it. And to prove them, like, to be like, y'all some bitches, I was like, I'm finna do this by myself. And I went up there, and I was like, man, I don't need none of this shit that y'all got up here. Just just like that, like, hella like, man, what's up, man? I'm, I'm Young Murph from East Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Young yeah. Murph. Because I'm straight from, like, I'm straight, I'm literally, yeah. I was in East Oakland two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Young Murph and from straight I'm from here. East Oakland. I didn't expect to be here at Santa Cruz. Yeah. You feel me? I'm living in this all Asian dorm. I'm just taking all this shit on the chin. Straight up. You feel me? I'm with one of my best friends and one of my other like good friends. And we don't, we can't even live together because they, nobody knew I was coming to the school till hella late. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. like, whatever, yeah. bro. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, y'all got to fuck with me. All right. Everybody snap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, and then people get off beat. You feel, and I was like, yo, stop, stop, stop. Y'all, I don't know who the fuck beat y'all following, but y'all got it. You know, and everybody started laughing. Doing all the- and once cats started laughing, I was like, oh, it's a rap. Got him. So, like, I just, I was like, doom, 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 doom. You feel me? And then everybody was like, oh! Why? Because there's hella Asian people there from the Bay who love Music Soul Child. (laughs) So I already won. I already won. So I sing Music Soul Child acapella. You feel me? And then I win Oaks Idol. You feel me? Um... DJ Dahi was one of the judges. Oh, wow. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, who was also just a hella cool-ass, like, you know, RA, like, neighborhood <laughs> assistant, NA. He was? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Dahi was a fuck. <laughs> bro, that's how I know DeCorey. Of, I know DeCorey of him oh, being like, shit. Yo, bro, hey, y'all got to be cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I know him, bro. It's like, man, come on. Cool, <laughs> you know, because I fuck with y'all, but y'all, y'all about to fuck up my shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. I got, I'm trying to be cool with y'all, like, but I got this thing <laughs> going on here where I'm like, in. Yeah. Like they're paying for me to live yeah. here, <laughs> and I'm trying to stay. You feel yeah. me? So chill out, bro. You feel me? I'm gonna come back around and oh, act like that's crazy. So yeah, yeah. And he was so he was one of the judges, um, and uh, yeah. So that's there was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Young Murph. Because I become, I couldn't be Lil Murphy no more. By the time I got wow. to eighth grade, Young I wasn't Murph Lil was Murphy. Born yeah, in that orientation. So people would be walking up. around oh, and being like, "Oh, Young Murph, Young Murph," <laughs> and my homies would be like, "That's hella funny that people think that you Young Murph." <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, you feel me?" And then my homie Tyler from Seattle, he was this clean ass producer, rapper, cat. He was living with my homie Dave, fluke mm-hmm. shit, in like the Oaks apartments. 
And um, he was like, yo, so you the dude, Young Murph, everybody knows and shit. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, bro? And he was like, yeah, um, you should be my hype man. Because, like, everybody loves you for some reason. And, like, I'm actually hella dope. So, like. You said what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because, as I said, I'm straight and from. Then, and then like, the silent part was, did this motherfucker really just say this shit to me right now? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, everyone likes you, but I'm really dope. Who yeah. so are you, bro? Right, and man? this cat looks just like fucking Slim Shady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Like, trying to be like, yeah, I rap and, and make beats and shit. And I'm like, fam. Who are you, dog? Like, yeah. What are you talking? He doesn't even say anything about Dave. And then Dave's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the homie Tyler, man. I call him T-Time. I said, Dave, you can't call him T-Time. That's our other homie's name. You can't give new homies old homies' name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all types of fuckery going on. That was the first on. thing I said. I said, bro, you can't do that. <laughs> it wound up being his name, though. It did. Want, he, he was T-Time. He's still T-Time to me. Respect. But like, yeah. Tea so, times two. Yeah, tea time, you know, tea, tea, two tea times. Um, so, yeah, him and Dave, like, you know, talk amongst themselves. I'm like, I cannot fuck with bro. My other homie, like, can't fuck with bro. My other homie didn't fuck with bro for years. Yeah, even after you're that. getting cosigns left Yeah, they right. fuck with yeah. it now. But, yeah. like, they, he's yeah. like, bro, I don't, I don't fuck with shit like that. Yeah. You know? um, but then Tyler was actually hella raw. And, mm. like, his mixtape started circulating and other people were talking about it and shit like that. And because he lived with Dave, he would be in front of my face every now and then. And he was cool with this girl that I wound up like, that was my first real girlfriend and all that. He oh, was hella wow. cool with these cute girls because they lived next door to each other. So they would always go over to Tyler and house to party and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like I would be over there like, yeah, you know, no, fuck with nigga. You cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not really yeah, actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really fuck with bro, but like. Um, hearing his music and shit like that, I was like, man, he actually is dope. Yeah. And it was like, I I took my cast off the day of me going to school. I was supposed to have it on for two more weeks. Mm. But, you know, first impressions are everything. I wasn't mm. finna be hop along, bruh. You know, I wasn't <laughs> I finna be the dude you. in the cast because of what my cousin told me. Like, I'm not, that's not how I'm finna start my shit. Right. So I remember taking my shit off in the car. My pops being like, you're not supposed to take that off yet, yeah. And I was like, nah, but I'm not finna be, you know. Yeah. So I'm moving in, holding shit, limping, but I don't got no boot on, though. Yeah. I got yeah. a regular shoe on. Yeah. Tied you got a sprained ankle. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I just got a sprained ankle right now. Yeah. It's not, I'm not coming back from like, you know, eight weeks of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, coming off of that, like, I'm like, bro, I don't really know what I'm finna be doing, you know? I don't know if I'm finna bounce back into hoop like that. And, like, yeah, they were helping me out, but it's not even like I was up there on no full kind of ride or nothing. You know, this is a fluke situation yeah. where my one of my old coaches got the head coaching job and was like, I believe that you'll bounce back. This is what I could do, you know? Fuck with me. Because mm. I'm trying Ooh. to turn this team around because they used to suck. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. But he was like, I'm trying to do something, you know? Come fuck with me. And yeah. I was like, all right, got somebody that wants to fuck with me. You got to fuck with who fuck with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was the best decision I could have ever made because, like, that's when I started doing music. That's insane. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So when when young Murph is coming on the scene after winning Oaks Idol. Man, young Murph, bro. He was all, he was all about – he was all about controversy. 
Without, oh, really? Without being controversial. That was the craziest I thing. Bro, you. there was a um there was this mural in Oaks of Martin of uh, Malcolm X, you mm. know, and he's holding up that that paper, that newsletter, and it's like that's like a that's like a legendary photo, you know, and they did that mural. We photoshopped that from my first project and put the Young Murph project, you know, as if Malcolm X was like, yo, fam, you, you, you need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. just like, first of all, it was Tyler's idea, so it was probably, that's probably, he knew, he was yeah. like, this is going to shake some shit up. He was always on that. <laughs> He's the one that really helped Mark and them get that deal, you know, as 2AIM Club to RCA. Wow. Tyler just being a weird-ass mastermind and fucking with the internet. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he, I think he knew that that was going to do some shit, but he was like, everybody likes him. So it'll just be like, yeah, you know, why you do that? <laughs> he was over there in like the dark web. And it like, even okay, said cool, Tea Time so. Presents, hella small, Tea Time Presents, oh, oh, Young yeah. Murph Project. Oh, yeah. wow. And he produced every song and like was damn near on every song, but it was called the Young Murph Project. Why? Because everybody likes me. It was me on the cover in front of the mural looking at the words, you know? What was that experience like for you? It was because, uh, like, naturally you have like this little like rush of confidence, right? And it's just like, okay, this this is something cool. But in starting to create, I, I were you finding a rhythm. I respected it. I respected the craft because I always had this love of music. Yeah. And then being able to do something like that, I put myself out there, and then people were like, "Yo, you sound good." And I was getting like mm. accolades for it, you yeah. know. They were reinforcing that for all, me. All I, all I got accolades for was like drawing and shit when I was young. Oh, wow. Or hoop. Mm. The only time somebody was like, good job. Yeah. yeah. So it's like for somebody to be like, yo, man, good job. Mm. And Brand I know it's feeling. like it's, it's weakness as humans. Like we need to hear that. You feel Absolutely. Me? Absolutely. But like that it was like, okay, maybe I should be doing that. Mm. Especially because I'm a freshman in college. I have hella free time. Yes. I don't know. I don't have a mate. I don't know what I'm finna do. I'm yeah. not thinking about this shit. And so my homie that wasn't fucking with Tyler and that like wasn't fucking with me doing music and shit, but was one of my closest homies, he was going to all these accounting internship program meetings and like trying to get into this program and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I feel like maybe I should join Black Student Union because it looks good on this and that. And like sure. he was trying to do all that. And Set I was it all up. I'm wearing a straw hat and a cutoff shirt like this, walking around campus. You feel me? Like, what? What you mean, bro? I'm not finna do that. I'm just... I'm We're to, here. Yeah, I'm about to walk around the woods for a second and figure this shit out. Yeah. And that's when I was able to do that. It wasn't all just work out, play basketball. You know, like, I was just kind of in this free-flow environment yeah. with hella free time. You could also reinvent yourself. That's the beauty about college. Yep. Yeah. Is you go there... And especially in your situation where you, you just happened to not be playing ball because you were injured. Yeah. Excuse me. So it gave you the opportunity to, and you just went out on a whim and started singing. You said, all right, I guess I'm young Murph now. Who is young Murph? You feel me? And let's I got figure to, it out. Let's I figure got to out. figure it out. Yeah. I got to be like, yo, so this cat's finna be the only dude not talking about spiritual, lyrical, the sun meets the moon. Because you know that's what Santa Cruz hip-hop was. Yeah, Every think. single one of my songs <laughs> yeah. was about, like, a female in some way. Not every single one. Yeah. I had, like... Nowadays, every single one is. But back then, I would have sprinkled some other stuff. But, like, I was... I was the only dude in Santa Cruz doing that. Yes. Me and Tyler. Santa Cruz so, like, very... that was another 
controversial thing that we were doing because they were like, what? y'all? That's not even what we do. We starting to like do the little local shows on campus or open mics. Mm-hmm. And so... Y'all had to be just rocking, though. Bro, yeah. Man, bro, when me and T-Time T- and Young Murph became a thing, and by the time I graduated, some kid did a study and was like, yeah, one in four people out of three out of 30,000 people knew who Young Murph was. Wow. Oh Think about if I could have capitalized off that, like off mixtape, internet. Like I didn't do, like I was out of there. Oh, I just got wow. a MySpace. And I can't tell my age, you feel me? But like, so it's like that didn't exist yet to be able to capitalize off that. I just had that. And that's what it was. Foundation. But it was definitely a foundation, you feel me? Because then started getting MySpace plays from those places where like they homies put them on, you know. And then when me and the starting six started doing shit, it was like colleges in Idaho and like certain places, you know what I'm saying? Where they were like really functioning to our shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that definitely it planted a seed, but it was like I didn't get to capitalize on it the way I could have or even should have. But I didn't have the foresight. I didn't know what was good, you know. I was just doing whatever, just figuring it out. And Tyler left sophomore year, so it was just Young Murph. Oh, wow. So that was big because my crutch was gone. Mm. So that was like, all right, am I really going to do this? Because Tyler was a huge crutch. He was hella raw. He was, like, really good, and he still is. But, like, he was really good. So it was like my mentor was some. like, I was, all, I was like Kanye, like, Hove, let me rap, let me rap, let me rap. Yeah. And niggas oh. being like, nah. And I was like, let me rap, let me rap. And he's like, nah, I wrote this hook for you, sing this. <laughs> <laughs> for real. And the first time he did let me rap at a show, I forgot my verse and had to freestyle. Wild. But it was legendary. Cats <laughs> have still come up to me talking about this shit because I started talking about people like, fuck it. You know? Yeah. And I was like, yo, and I'm trying to crack her and her and and actually pointing to yeah. like the ones yeah. the niggas knew yeah. that they was really yeah. trying. Like, and like... It was like, okay, for sure, he's fucking around. <laughs> but like, all that did for Tyler was be like, see, I told you. Yeah, like, you knew. You think that this is a success because everyone's being like, man, I was tight, bro. Yeah. What she was doing? Like, did you plan that shit? He's like, nah, bro. Was like, that's not tight. Up. That's not tight. You can't yeah. do that. Mm. So it gave me even more respect for the craft. Like, I was really, I was really in there trying to learn shit. You know, it, it interests me. And that's what, caught, like, I was learning. I was just, soaking up all this information and you know it's sensory overload coming from where i came from and i was blessed to be able to travel as a kid and go to like mississippi or go to portland oregon to see some family or something like that go to texas places that i had been you know but like being in santa cruz like when your main your your main habitat is east oakland you know mm-hmm. all the time like that was really dope you feel me yeah it's like it was really beautiful was it like an escape if you will? Oh, off like top a- off top like i had homies that would like go back every weekend like they wasn't there yet you know oh, they would go back all the time oh. and i'm like you're going where yeah you going back to the bay bro <laughs> think about <laughs> camp- campus is just a forest and then you go down the hill to the beach yeah like that, that's I did not understand why anybody it's, would it's, get it's, 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 the it's fuck just a go vacation. Back. And cats thought they had to get back. Thought they was missing something. <coughs> no. That's fucking crazy. So when you were challenging yourself and you know, learning, you know, having respect for the craft and, and really becoming when, when tea time left, did was there ever a turn where it got serious for you and was like, yo, I think I could really, really do this? Uh, I think the first time I got like paid 
for music, mm. you know, like got like cool amount of money because it was fun in college. And then like my last show, like the headlining, the atrium at the Catalyst, you know, yeah. like having my parents there and shit and like being able to show them like what I was doing and all the support that I got. That was tight. But it was still just like a dream. You know, I didn't know what it took. Mm. I was just like, yeah, we could do it. And, and just being hype know. off like the, commu- the community exactly. and all that stuff. Exactly. I was just, I was just the dude in that thing at that time, like that little culture, you know, that moment in time, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But like to actually make an imprint and make some dope music, like actually have the content that backs it up and mm-hmm. it not just be hype. Like, I had to learn that later on. Like, okay, so, you know, how could I turn Young Murph into something that's, like, sustainable? Did you have those thoughts of what you were going to be after college? You know, like, midway through college, people are like, all right, I got to get serious now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick my major, and I'm going to stop partying as much, and I'm going to start well, focusing. I mean, I was still playing hoop and shit, but then even that, like, because I was having this Young Murph shit go on, and I was kind of, like, focusing on music, I felt like my coach was on me a little bit more, mm. and we had a, re- a relationship, like, in high school where he would kind of be on me, so it didn't really help the dynamic that, like, you brought me here, and then he decided to just be on me in a negative way, oh. you know? Because he felt threatened by, like, the whole new love of music and, like, me getting attention for it. Right. And, like, people talking to him about it or coming to games and being, like, young Murph, you know? Like, that's, like, the <laughs> dynamic that he wasn't ready for. So, you know, I think that it took a toll on us both and, like, it made me kind of, like, be like, man, well, fuck hoop then. You know, I loved the game, but I wasn't really fucking with the team right. hella much, you know? assistant coach was trying to fuck my girlfriend you know he was a couple years removed like it was hella shit like where i had to deal with and i'll be like bro why i gotta fuck yeah why i gotta deal with this shit fuck all y'all bro you know so i turned you off to basketball turn me off a little bit bro and like you know i was more curious about the music shit and then so by sophomore year you know at the end of sophomore year tea time and young murph doing their thing now i've met marky basie introduced him to tyler both of those cats were going to quit music, you know, before mm-hmm. they before we met. Like mm-hmm. Tyler was that was going to be his last mixtape. He was like, "Yeah, I wasn't really tripping really? off How of so? it." Tyler just was a child prodigy, bro. He was the same as Dave, which is why it's crazy to this day that they were put in the same apartment yeah. because like like Macklemore, all these cats, they knew about Tyler. He was 15, 16 years old. You know, he went to this art high school and like he was real tapped in. And so he had a vision for where his life should be at now by 18, Mm. you know, and he was in college and like didn't know what he was going to study. And was like, all right, well, am I going to do poetry or creative writing? You know what I'm saying? Because he was a really good, he's a hella good artist, bro. But he was like done damn near. But then you feel me? Live with Dave, and that sparked some shit where it was like, man, this dude's crazy with music. Like, let's make some beats. So it started there mm. where he pulled his shit out. Dave says, like, yeah, he wasn't even going to, you know, he brought it, but he was, like, really concerned with, like, let me find out something else mm-hmm. that I could do because I've been obsessing over this shit for years, and it's, like, unhealthy. And so, yeah, then he brought, he started making beats with Dave, and then he was like, yo, so your homie is that dude that everybody likes? <laughs> You know, and that's when he was like, I'm about to just tell him to like, fuck with me. I'm about to do this shit and just tell him he got to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Basie 
he was like, they had won Battle of the Bands or some shit. He was in this band called Stark Steel. Stark Steel. Shout yeah. out to Stark Steel. Shout crazy. out to Stark Steel, bro. Mark, we got to talk about Stark Steel. Man. Stark Steel was raw. I respect that. Stark Steel. Mark didn't tell me he did music for hella long. We was just homies. Oh, wow. He was like, he came to like hoop tryouts and shit too. But like, it was just like the homie that I met. And then he was like, oh yeah, man. Like T Time and Young Murph and Cats were playing that shit. And like, you know, I heard about you guys. I'm like, what's up, man? You know, you're cool. And I was like, oh, this dude's cool. <laughs> and we were just homies. And then months go by before I even found out he did music. He oh, was like, yeah, wow. I'm trying. Like, I'm not about to. Like, I'm not about to do that. Like, mm. you know, so both of these cats are in a transition phase of like, nah, bro, that's not going the way it needs to go. I'm finna oh, dip. Wow. Then, you know, the tea time and young Murph shit's going on and like Mark's tagging along. And we're going to parties and we're doing hella crazy shit. And it's like, like you said, like you got hella close to these cats only in a year and a half and they're still your brothers today like that's how it was with me and Basie you mm-hmm. know like he was only there for that year or so yeah. but like we mobbed you know yeah. such a formative time it yeah really yeah so it, really it sparked something in him to be like I'm finna quit school bro I'm, I'm about to do this again I'm finna get with my guitar player I'm gonna go to LA start a band and we're gonna do it and then Tyler he been here two years he like I'm finna quit school too. Oh. So both of my homies that are like hella my biggest influencers yeah. right now in music yeah. are finna dip from school. And they like, you should leave too. And Tyler's like, I'm finna go to Seattle for a while and figure this shit out. And then I'm about to like probably go to LA too. You know, like you should just dip and go with Mark. Like, Bro, I said, man, y'all white. <laughs> Straight up. I can't dip. I got here. I can't leave. <laughs> It's one thing if I never made it here, bro. I got here, so like, yeah. I just see you in two years. Wow, that's wow. an that's an incredible perspective to have. Because I I was also thinking about how fast two years had already gone. Yeah, I'm like, bro, this shit's been hella fun. It's been dope, right? Like, really, when I graduated and I got my degree and shit, you could ask my brother and shit. I used to be like, I used to have dreams like they was finna just be like, nigga, come on, bro. Like, please. What do you mean? Exactly. What do you mean? You didn't graduate college. Give oh, me that diploma. Because wow. it was too easy. It's hella easy. You know? And I'm thinking, like, it's supposed to be this hard thing, this thing you... And it was hella easy. Mm. So I'm like, bro, think about how easy this last two years was. Yeah. Let's just do this. Yeah. And then we'll At go. least lock it down. Yeah, let's just get this piece of paper that everybody's ranting and raving about. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be so important. Yeah. And they were just like, nah. So they did, and I'm, that's when it was like, all right, so what is Young Murphy going to do? Mm-hmm. And I stayed in Santa Cruz that summer, and I had to figure it out. And I just laid hella foundation and just was like, and one of the biggest compliments I got was from my homie Mighty Joe, who was also doing some shit with Mark. They had gotten a, a rap group together. And Joe was like, bro, when you came back after that summer and like did that first little show or whatever, it was like, yo, it's Young Murph. And everybody was like, yeah. And he was like, cats forgot that Tea Time ever existed. Like, oh, not in wow. a bad way, but it was like, we forgot about that. It was yeah. like, yeah, Young you Murph. You started holding your own. Yeah. Wow. And that was, cause, cause especially because of how high I, I held Tyler, you yeah. know, and I still do. Yeah. Like, 
for him to say that, I was like, man. And Mighty Joe had gas, too. He could rap his ass off. So I'm like, damn, if Joe is saying this, mm-hmm. maybe, all right, for sure. Yeah. And I did. I took it seriously that summer. I was working and fucking. What was you know? going through your mind then when, like, both of your influences left and it was like you were left to your own devices? Um. Well, they dipped, but we stayed in hella good contact, and they would gotcha. visit. Like, Mark was always coming to visit. He was always playing a show or something and crashing. Him and, and Matt, the guitar player from 2AM Club, and, like, you know, whatever drummer they would have at the time, maybe Moses or something, like, they would set up in my dorm room or in my apartment on campus or whatever and just start playing and have cats come through. You know what I'm saying? So it was like our yeah. relationship was still, but they were gone though. They wasn't going to school. Gotcha. You feel me? Gotcha. So it was like, it was, it was dope to be able to still have, have them. You feel me? But also be able to be an independent entity and be like, all right, I'm young Murph. And like, what is that? And kind of mm. figure it out and build it, you know? Cause like you know that first thing I ever did, the Tea Time presents Young Murph. It was yeah. Tea Times yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, I was being. It was the, we were manipulating the situation. Mm. Absolutely, but you started to come into your own. Started to come into my own, and my music wasn't hella good. But I did have this song that's that was like it. That was one of the reasons why hella people knew because it would be on the Santa Cruz radio station all the time. Nice. And like even crossed over to like one oh two five for a second. You know, one of those DJs had played it a few times. It yeah. was like, dang, bro, uh, you really be fucking around. And like I would be like walking over by the bookstore on the east side of campus and they'd have some like rally or somebody talk and be like, Oh man, it's young Murph, bro. Hey, could you come do the shit right quick? Could you do the <laughs> shit? You know? And it was like, okay, for sure. You know, that's when I was like, all right. Cool. Yeah, we you started to feel it. Started to feel it. Did it become like super infectious for you? Um, like yearning for that feeling, but also like expanding your creative. I think because I had just started it, I didn't know how to take it, so I wasn't. It wasn't really infectious. It was just more of like, yeah, man, cats be knowing young mm, Murph. Encouraging. But I would have, yeah, I would have other people around me that didn't know how to deal with it too. You know, got you. Like. They didn't know how to deal like with it. Like they didn't know how to deal with that attention, you know. And like I had homies that, like that was my homie, but he don't want to go out with me though. Like he yeah. he not trying to go to club caution with me because it's like yeah, bro, I'm not trying to be with Young Murph, bro. It's like no, not even no offense to Young Murph. Yeah, but like I just I don't want to be. You know, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there's some there. cats just want to just be tucked off. <laughs> yeah. So like that was that was that was like the most interesting thing to me. I feel like was dealing with people closest to me, the people that would be like that don't know me and just be like, "Hi, yeah," and go. I wasn't really tripping off it. You know, I didn't absolutely. think about it too much. I probably should have been thinking about it more because I could have capitalized off of it. Mm. But I w- because it was so new to me and I didn't think that I was hella good yet. I was trying to get good. Like I was more focused on that. Mm. So graduation comes around. Yeah. Where's your head at? I'm finna make some money and go to L.A. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Why L.A.? Because that's where Mark and Tyler is and they doing really well by this by this point, Tyler has now joined the band with Mark, and they're not doing well, but like they're living in a one room studio on Sunset. And what's that street? Damn, he's gonna be on my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know where that Arby's is? 
Yeah, like Western? Nah, it's right before Western. Vermont? No, that's after. Uh, Bronson? Nah. Bronson? Bronson? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, Sunset and Bronson. Ooh. Yeah, Big Bronson. Shout out. Yeah, bro. So it was like four cats living in a one-room studio, you know? Wild. But they were doing shows and like, you know, like. Moving. They were trying to get it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, they were getting 300 kids consistently to the Derby or to, Dope. you know, on top of the rocks or something like that, yeah. you know? And then there were certain shows where I like, I could play too, you feel me? Like, so, you know that that band uh, Young the Giant? Yeah. Bro, yeah. those were one of those, that was one of those bands that would just wow. play hella shows. 2AM Club had this concert series they started called the Tiny Porno Shows. That's mm-hmm. insane. And it would be 2AM Club, Young the Giant, and this other clean ass band, Dizzy Balloon. Wow. <sighs> Dizzy Balloon was so hard. Pe- shout out Petros. He was wow. so hard. Yeah. That's insane. Um, Dizzy Balloon, like they worked with like the cataracts and shit early oh, wow. on and shit. Yeah, they were hella hard. So it was like, think about like three acts like that before they emerge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those nights used to be crazy, bro. And uh, so, yeah, they were starting to move, but they didn't have no money. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But like things were starting to do well. So it's like, I. I would visit too, you know, and I got to see the progression of yeah. like them doing like, yeah, there's no one here to like, yo, bro, this frat party that we're doing tonight is hella tight, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, I was just like, I got to d- get some dough and just go there. Was it immediate or did you go back to Oakland? Or? I never went back. <coughs> so you I gra- stayed in Santa Cruz until I went to LA. Would you, did you work or? Yeah. I drove, I uh, worked for this Oaks work crew. Where it was like a, the same shit I was doing when I was growing up, painting, maintenance and shit like that, and all the dorms and apartments and shit on campus in, in Oaks. Yeah. And uh, so doing that, you know, it's just summertime, it's off season, so I would do that. And then I worked at the teen center after that, um, worked a couple hours with the teen center, just like fucking with them, playing movies and basketball and all that. Yeah. Fucking with the kids. Santa Cruz youth is crazy. Um, then I drove strippers for PinkParadiseGirls.com <laughs> at night. Working, wait, he just went, I'm working with the kids. to. Uh, then I drove strippers from Pink Paradise. That's what I did, man. I, I needed money. So I, w- I had three jobs. That's you incredible, know? though. Like, you wanted that. Yeah, I, I needed money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was like... Like and right, getting I a, just getting a, a a conventional job wasn't yeah, really in the picture. I can't, it was I, just like I just need money to I go down there. I just need money, so it's yeah. like the Oaks work crew they fuck with me. So like I can go there hella early in the morning from eight until three, you know, and then four to like seven I could be at the teen center or maybe eight whenever we would close seven thirty eight. And then from there, go home, have dinner, take a little nap or something like that. And then that night, I'm driving strippers until about like maybe four in the morning. You feel me? <laughs> Sometimes five. And I sleep for a couple of hours and do it all over again. What the oh fuck was God. that like? I would be sleeping at, at my first job off top. I feel you. They would have like the tarps and shit. <laughs> but this was He'd my be second. be there but not be there. You know this is my second summer working that shit though. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now I know. 
the ins and outs of this yeah. shit. So yeah. like the painting tarps and shit, <coughs> me and my homie Jira used to just set them up and be like, yeah, we're going to take over this whole wing and blah, blah, blah. Once we start being able to call our own shots about what we finna do today, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're going to paint all this shit. This week, we're going to have this done. And for two days out of the week, I'm sleep, bro. I'm sleep I a good couple of hours <laughs> on the tarps, you know? And they just... As long as we got our shit done, yeah. nobody would really trip hella much. But we did have an annoying ass supervisor, Myra. <laughs> Myra. <laughs> Myra. <laughs> who would be hating on us all the time. Crazy. But shout out Myra. You feel me? It's all yeah. good. You were just doing Put what you were y'all. told, I yeah. guess. Bro. But fuck, Myra. You used to be on our head. <laughs> I hope you guys aren't. I don't know. I don't know you guys. I, don't, I hope you, okay. Just don't let me see it because then I don't know. Like, bro, Myra, if you don't, are you going to tell or not? Yeah. Myra, calm down. You know, like when you, you get like, bro, you got to either tell me, are you going to tell or not? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. So that was, that was just my process for a whole summer. And you made it out to LA. Yeah. After that summer. Yeah. Immediately. I went immediately. Incredible. What, like, what, what, what was that? What was that step like for you? Well, I mean, I was working all those jobs. I did have some fire up under my ass because my parents were like, you can't do it and you won't. Really? Yeah. They didn't want me to be a rat. Like, bro, what music is now and what it was then was very different. So it's like they didn't even have a grasp of what it could be, of like what I was even talking about. And that's also just scary for parents. Yeah, they're just like, what, what, you about to be Tupac? Nah, bruh. What the fuck you gonna be Tupac for? You just went to school. I just, like, what? I just paid, I just helped pay for this. Right. In my mind, I'm like, man, no, you didn't. Y'all was using my fucking loan money and shit. Like, y'all didn't, like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I knew, like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Ah, I get to do what I wanna do. Right. So I wasn't, you know, I was at odds with them. So they didn't even know what I, they didn't know what was going on. They just had to be told. They just be like, "Yeah, I guess that's what he's doing." My, I was in contact with my brother, mm-hmm. so that's how they would know it was good. But oh, they wasn't wow. really checking on me like that. Just, whatever, bro. Whatever he feel like he finna do. But when I did get out here and I was really fucking with it, mm-hmm. you know, and like didn't come home, that's when it started being like, "All right." So, what was that first like? You know, a few weeks and months and steps into LA life. First of all, it was hella fun. Second of all, I was mad at my cousin because we were living in Simi Valley. And, oh. and that's how he got me to come out here. And Was like, he already living there? He he was living in the valley, but like with with his aunt, like uh, Encino. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, he was like, yeah, so, I, you know, we stay in the valley. So it's like right over the hills. That's where L.A. is. Yeah. But Encino is a lot different from Simi Valley. You feel me? So it's like Way that's where different. that's where the apartment was, but it was hella cheap. So I I had my budget of what I knew I could do, especially like not having no job and shit out here, and not really knowing what I was finna be able to do. So I wanted to make sure my ducks was in a row. Sure. So I took the apartment and I was living with him and my other cousin, um, the dude that was that had went to Riverside and shit. So um, I lived out there for a little bit, but that's when. You know, Basie's girlfriend is going to UCLA and like all her homegirls, like we're in Westwood hella much. I, anytime me and Basie are over in this area, we just be like, and he has to say it. He has to be like, remember? <laughs> 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 like, he has to. 
He'll, he has to say. Remember? Remember, bro? Y'all fuck. probably had it. He'll be like, fuck, Jesus. Man, we were over here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think we, like, my real introduction to L.A. was being over here. Yeah. Wow. You know? Like, they had the spot on Bronson and shit, but we wasn't going, like, we wasn't out in Hollywood. Sure. And like, you know, we didn't have shit. We wasn't, yeah. We was fucking with the college. We was fucking with the UCLA girls and, like, the frats and getting in hella trouble. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. So, it was hella fun when I first got out here because we ain't had no, you know, yeah. we had nothing to lose. Yeah. So, you feel me? So, yeah. it was like. You know, just kind of throwing shit on the wall and see what's stuck. For real. And that was the funnest. That was the funnest part. It's always the best. Yeah. During those times where you just have nothing, but you also have nothing to lose. Exactly. Exactly. And you just like fresh on that path. It's exciting. It's fun. It's young. It's like... You immersed in that, like it feel. It, it still feels cool to be in the college because you hitting that crowd. I remember we were g- gonna uh, perform at this spot, this p- college party, somewhere in UCLA, and that Starbucks down there, um, like at the bottom of the hill, like <coughs> went in there and they used to have those honey packets that like straws. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. But they were free. Now I guess they like charge for them or something. Oh, really. I don't even think they have them at Starbucks anymore, but like I saw them at other places and they like charged for them. And I'm like, what? Coffee bean would show And I remember stealing hella those. And then like me and Basie getting hella juice. Like I came back, like, yo, bro, I got hella these. He was like, oh, bro. <laughs> like being hella juiced off that. You know? That's the insane. free honey. The free honey. You got the honey choice? Yes. Or being in Ralph's. The Rock and Roll Rouse on Sunset. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know how they used to have, like, the the, the displays of, like, patio furniture and mm-hmm. shit? And yeah. we would go and, like, make the sand. You know, you know, you make your sandwich or make your shit. Yeah. Go and make food and sit there and eat it. Or go and order a sandwich and sit in the patio shit <laughs> and eat it. And then dip. Because we didn't have no money. <laughs> <laughs> You and I don't know by. whether they just didn't care or was just like, yo, bro. These motherfuckers know. again? These cats are dumb. Do they really not know? <laughs> <laughs> just let them. Just let them. Well, no one ever said shit. And it's not like we used to do that every, every day. Yeah. But it got it got done. I you know feel what I'm saying? So it's it like, no, there were those days. There were for sure those days. <sighs> but looking back on that shit, that shit's hella. You like, smile at that. That's out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You smile at that. Like, th- those are those days. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. feel wrong. Nah, nah. You know it was saying? it was it was the only choice. Yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> it was like <laughs> okay, well, we could do this, you know? We do that. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Feel me? So it's like I think because I stayed in school and was like, you know, focused on educating myself and like just I, coming into my, you know, coming to your own, yeah. which happens in college. It's mm-hmm. so like I wasn't finna like hustle backwards and like start selling drugs and shit. No, you know, no. when I had homies that were doing that, yeah, you know, I could have easily just been like, you were also of age now, like it, yeah, you, you now had too I'm much just to lose, like, even bro. though it was nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's what they tell you when you don't have nothing is to do that, yeah. you know. And it was just like, nah, I'm not finna do that, and like. My 
my connections to like the underworld or whatever, it would just be like, I would be so frustrated at the fuck shit because of who my pops was. You know, he just instilled this like common sense. Like he used to talk about how common sense was just, just very uncommon. You know, he's like, I can't fucking read. I can't read. And I'm smarter than all these cats, (laughs) you know, and he would say it. And I'd be like, man, it's so cold. You, you're right, bro. You know? So it's like, he used to check me too, because you know, when I was in college and thinking I know hella shit and I'm reading books and shit, he'd be like, bro, you actually don't, man. You don't even know. You don't know shit. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> and I'd real. be like. But they've been through life. Exactly. You know like, but I started, those- I, but because he was like, go through life, yeah. like, I was able to do that. You yeah. know, so like those experiences, they definitely molded, you know, me. And all of us during that time. Absolutely. You know? And and we depended on each other, too. You yeah. feel me? Like, not for anything other than just, like, sanity and just, like, knowing that I'm not crazy. And, and support. And, and if I'm crazy, then at least I know y'all are crazy, too. Yeah. You know? Shout out to us being crazy together exactly. on this shit. Exactly. Because, like, over the years, dog, I've seen so many cats hella come and go. Mm-hmm. And I know this is mama, we made it, but I haven't made it, you know? I mean, but you're making it. I'm that's, making that's it. The, that's the beauty. Yeah. Into, into I mean, the made it. Like, like to be honest, like I'll let you know, like this, like made it. Tell is not shit. is not a destination. Yeah, but I definitely made it from then. Hell yeah, you did. You know, and that's something I could and be like. And you're continuing yeah. to yeah. make it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's been made. It, it's being made. Yeah. Right. It's definitely being made. How like how formative were those first years for you? And like, what were when did you really start to find your groove where, because like, look, after college, cats going through it, like, and, and they want to pursue this uh, a creative and entertainment driven endeavor, right? Yeah. For some cats, it comes to a point a couple years down the line, maybe two, three, four, five, whatever, and it's just not going to happen, right? Or they want something different or they want more. They want to experience life in a type of way that, that's not like totally inducive on their craft and how they do it and all the things that need to fall in line. How was that building for you and what kept you going and creating and having the confidence early on, right, to be like, I know that everybody has a target on me watching me to see if this happens. My parents already are like, nah, right? What what kept you going and how did that really develop for you? Uh, probably the death of my father, 2008, when he unexpectedly just passed away. Whoa. That, that, that probably did it. Oddly enough, that gave me the most confidence. Wow. Um, not like shortly before he did pass away, we had like a come to Jesus type talk, you know, where me and my cousin had come. Uh, we drove up from out here and uh, I was about to leave the crib and I was talking to my mom at the time and my dad was talking to my cousin. And then I went to go talk to my dad and my cousin was like outside, like in the car. And he was, my dad was talking to me and he was like, when I was a kid, you know, my dad was a sharecropper. You feel me? Like that means they're living on the land that they didn't own, but he worked, they, you know, his pops worked to own, own it. Yeah. You feel me? And eventually did, but it was like he was sharecropping for, they said, the white man. Yeah. So, um, 
he was cutting wood, you know, when he was, you know, in his early teens, he's cutting woods because he wanted to get a guitar. And he was like, yeah, I wanted to get this guitar. And I just always wanted to get this guitar. So I worked, you know, I worked, I worked, I kept chopping the wood anytime I could because, you know, he didn't really have time to go to school. He was always working. So sometimes he would go to school every now and then, but mostly he'll work. And in any free time he have, he's going to chop wood. Finally gets enough money. And he's like, he tells his dad, yo, can you take me into town? to get a guitar and he's like in the town for what like what what i'm not getting you no guitar what you think what you know i got no money Mm. he was like no i've been chopping wood and selling it you know for the last couple months like i got enough money now to get this guitar that i saw so like can you take me and he was like that's that that wood was on my land that's my money (sighs) took the money and he felt like when his when his pops did that he like took his dream from him you know he understood why his dad did that. Yeah. But he was also like, man, my dad was just hella mean for no reason. Like, he just kind of had that that reputation. So he was like, I feel like that was fucked up. And he took my dream. And, like, you've taken hella steps to, like, do this. And, like, it's clear that this is your dream. You know, I really thought basketball was a dream. And, like, you definitely put a lot into it and you worked at it. And that's the thing that I respect the most about you in basketball, even though you wasn't the most talented like you worked hard, yeah. you know, and so uh, like I see you doing the same thing with this. And even though I don't, res- I don't like like the kind of music that you choosing to do, and like I don't like the idea of you being a rapper or whatever. Yeah, um, I support you, you know, following your dream. And like I just wanted to let you know that. And we been on, we've been at odds, you know. Mm-hmm. He was like, I just want to let you know I support you. And um, you how know, important was that for you to hear, bro? Like that, that had to just shake. I don't the think core. I've, I don't think I've heard anything more important than that. You know, so once he said that, it was um, it was pretty clear that um, that he fucked with me. And then you know, it was also I later on found out of like him and my mom. That show that I headlined at the Santa Cruz and all that, it's like they were hearing shit and like, you know, it was coming. But like when they saw that and they saw the kids singing and they saw me on stage, that scared them because it became real. It's like, yo, he's good. He's, he could actually be good. You know what I'm saying? And he yeah. said that. He was like, you know, with basketball, your mother, she would always be like, yeah, and then my my baby this and blah, blah. He was like, but you know, you, nigga, you're not that good. <laughs> you're good, but you're not that good. He was like, with this, I saw like, and I know I'm not I'm not your mother. I'm not just saying it because you, you're mine. I saw like, yo. Wow. You, like you could, you, you could do it. So that made us even more be like, nah, don't do it. Yeah. Because we knew that you could. So hearing all that shit, then he gave me like 500 bucks that I needed or something because I was going to go on tour in Australia and I needed some money for the ticket up front. And I was like, bro, this is the biggest opportunity I've ever had. I know y'all don't fuck with me, but come on. They're trying to fly me to Australia to go do hella shows for hella long. Yeah. Fuck what you think about the music. Like, this is just a crazy experience for me. Absolutely. at the end of the day, my pops fucked with that, you know? So he gave me the $500 or whatever Incredible. that I needed. Um, he was like, this alone, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your pop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, pay it back with interest. bro, real shortly after that, um, he passed away. Yeah. 
couple months after that he passed wow. away. And I was coming from this uh this rehearsal in Woodland Hills with my my DJ at the time. His parents live out there. And so I was leaving that and my mom calls me and she's like, "Yo, you're you're uh, where you at? You you you, you got to get here." And I was like, "What do you mean? Like I'm I'm leaving I'm leaving rehearsal right now. She's like, you have to go to the airport. Your dad is, is sick or something's going on. He's in the hospital and we just all here. You should probably just get here. Mm. And I was like, what? All right. So I just go straight. I'm in the wit. You feel me? And wow. I just go straight to the airport and then I get a ticket and then I get to the, I get to the hospital and everybody has gone in and said, you know, checked on him, seen what's up. And I get there and I can't go in there. And now they're operating, whatever. And the, the doctor comes in um, a little while after that. And is just like, um, I'm sorry that there was, there's nothing that we could do. And just it's like hella surreal. Like, yeah. And I just remember my mom completely collapsing like she just was like what like it was way too much for her yeah um and it was it was too much for me too but i was talking to my brother about this recently i was like man i just admire how strong you were because he was hella young you know (sighs) um he was hella maybe uh you know freshman freshman sophomore in college maybe a freshman mm. he was just 18 years old and uh for him to have to deal with that and like he was the strong one i remember him being the one like okay come on we all right now come on now now we gotta be we gotta be there for mom now and like immediately immediately yeah, wow you know and then, like, my uncle being like, so you're the man. Like, you have to figure this shit out now. Mm. You know, immediately, yeah. all this shit yeah. is happening. And I'm just like, it was, that's, it didn't seem real. Wow. Then. Yeah. Seems hella real now. But, like, that, at yeah. that time, it was just like. No. It's a blur already. It's a, bro, it was crazy. So. Yeah, my brother was like, yeah, dog. You know, you always say that I was hella. I was hella like brave and 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 I was like real solid. He was like, but you know, the older I, I got, I realized like I was just, I was so young that it I was in shock. He was like, I didn't have a grieving method that wow. made sense at that time for me. Yeah, especially because he had lost two by now. I think of his best friends. Oh, you know, wow. my brother was a little bit more hyphy than I was. You know, mm-hmm. so he had two of his friends, you know, that have died already. Cause like, he don't really know how to deal with shit. Like he know how to yeah. deal with like some aunt that we never fucked with death type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's just like, bro, I was just kind of like, okay. Didn't know how to process it. He didn't know how to process it, but I was thinking he was being hella strong, you know, but he just had no wow. way of processing it. Cause I look back to certain shit and it was like, he was just being so stand up. Like he was just being amazing. You feel me? He was dealing with, he was helping me out hella much. Yeah. Cause we had to do hella shit. And it was like, to me, he was still a kid, you know, 18 years old. But it was like, like, man, he just became a man. Like he just was hella like, you know, whatever needed to be done. To him, he was just on autopilot. Like, on I don't autopilot. know what the fuck is going like, on. Bro, I remember, like, sending you on runs and having you do this and having to deal with this person. And, like, you just was, 
He's like, yeah, we're like, what was I? I what was I supposed to do? <laughs> and he never, he like never like had a huge breakdown and did hella mm. shit. He just was like always just kind of stoic <sighs> and trying to be as like normal as possible. Yeah, as strong as he could. Yeah. So that 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 definitely gave me the most confidence. You know, they say insanity is uh, doing something over and over and expecting a different result. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I think that, uh, you know, that's when I started smoking weed, like, heavy. Like, that's when I started, like, overboard. You know, I, I, I went back to work. I was working for 51 Minds at that time. So, I was doing, like, reality show shit. Mm-hmm. And the pe- people at the company fucked with me. I worked on set and in the office. I was working in the office at the time. And when that happened, I dipped, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when I came back, Chris Abrego, who, like, ran the company, he just fucked with me. He's like, yo, you want to be my driver? So, like... I was working in the office for a second. He's like, I heard about what happened to your dad. And like, you know, Kathy really loves you. We all love you. So I was thinking about it. Um, April now, who was his assistant, she's going to be working in the office. I'm promoting her to this position. So if you want to just be like my day-to-day, just like driver, I, I want to offer you that position. And I was like, all right, bro. You feel me? Yeah. And that's when he found out I did music and shit. So he would take me into meetings with Diddy at Boa or something. Like, yo, oh, man, just wow. ballet. Come on. You want to come inside? Wow. Bro, Chris Abrego is one of the coolest dudes. I've that's ever incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, to this day, like, that's why if Ray J see me or something, because I used to pull up with Chris. And I helped vocal produce one for a three, <laughs> you know? Wow. And Ray would still just be like, what's up, bro? But when I started pulling up with Chris Abrego, you know, to the set, you know, him and Chris had a good relationship because all those shows were doing well. Yeah, so absolutely. it's like, you know, Ray would just see me pulling up with Chris and be like, what's I really good? fuck with Murph, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, um, I did that for a while and then I was like, bro, I got to dip. And I told Chris, like, I got to, I can't do this. He was like, you sure? I respect, I, man, dude, I was a logger at this same company. This wasn't my company. It's not a company I started. It's a company I like invested in and then took over, you know? So like I, if anybody knows like that you could do something and like make something out of nothing, he was Mm. like, you're a cool kid. Like, like the music, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, I'm not even mad at you for, you know, not being able to do this shit. Cause it turned into, it turned from like, yo, if you ever have anything, like pressing, like music, if you have a meeting or if you have a show, if you have a studio session, tell me. I'm not going to be mad. I'll just make other arrangements. Yeah. Sure. But just tell me. So it was like I had that kind of leniency. Yeah. But was still like I had this obligation. And Absolutely. I needed to cut the obligation off. I needed to cut that. Yeah. You know, to really be able to dive all the way in. you always be putting yourself in a position. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I was doing little things like, when I first started getting money from music out here, me and Nick Knack were producing for this rich girl that went to USC. And so, like, she was paying us $500 each, I think. You know, we were getting her to pay, like, a rack a song. Yeah. And, like, we're just recording in, like, Nick's living room in Santa Monica and yeah. shit, you know? But we're just, we're professionals. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Y'all hustle it. She was going for it. Yeah. You know I mean? And we was doing some clean shit. Yeah. I feel but, like, you. it was all experimental. That. It took me hella long to realize that's an avenue. I was focused on Young Murph and like, you know, yeah. at a certain time when I was trying to like transition to branding and YMTK and all that. I was like, 
not writing songs for cats. Even though that was the first thing that really started getting putting some money in my pocket in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was just taking that five hundred dollars and being like, "All right, cool. Like, let's do as many songs as we can with her, and then like her homie, whoever they refer, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then like I'm gonna put this amount of money into like YMTK shirts, yeah, you know, and then I'm gonna pay my rent, and then I, you know, it was like, yeah, I didn't ever think about like, yo, dog, maybe I should be writing songs for people. Oh, wow, it, that shit didn't happen till maybe like. <laughs> A year and a half, two years later, when mm-hmm. that wasn't even going on anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's when it was like, yo, this lawyer cat actually was like, yo, you should be writing. You want to write? You want to write some songs with me? I was like, All right, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy because it was it was almost just like a job. Yeah. Just to just to get money to to fund what you you know your artist and yeah, for real, it was. Cause that's a huge lane. I didn't. I didn't. I, I know. It's a huge. I lane. didn't think about it like that. Did Remember, I, we were just we were just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, you know? yeah. Nick's just like, yo, I don't, I gotta pay rent. He was, bro. They had some crazy jobs. He got he would get fired like first day. You know, like he's that type of guy. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> you know, Big Steve got him a, a job one time. Valang, uh, <laughs> like the first day. <laughs> And Steve's like, bruh, you didn't even get the shirt with your name yeah. on it yet. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Uh, so, like, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, that kid was born to do this. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure was, that was all he could be doing. So he was like, I got to put all, you know, put it all into it. And then that's when we were just trying to figure out what, what made sense, you know? Was it was it a struggle with your artist side though, in, in developing and, and were you doing shows and was this like? Um, I was always doing shit because I was attached to people that were doing shit. Mm-hmm. So like, even if it wasn't the big shit, like Two AM Club and YMTK might do a show or they'd bring me out or I'd just come out and do a song. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Um, and then from from that like. I, I was doing Young Murph shows because I knew this cat, Hyphy Day, from my Santa Cruz days, who was a promoter and would put on shows. And then um, from that, I knew, uh, I started doing shows with uh, with Jay Diggs because I was told Mac Wanda saw me at a show mm-hmm. and was like, yo, you should fuck with that kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like the only dude that was really like talking to girls and like having that appeal. It was a lot of gangster shit. Sure. Like, going on. So like I did some shows with them. And, like I was like, I was on tour with those cats for a while, but I couldn't really fuck with the lifestyle hella tough. They were hella different from me. <laughs> but I hella love them, you know? Like Lil Diggs, Jay Diggs' son, that's my partner. Like he was hella cool all awesome. the time. He was one of the most energetic, like intelligent kids. Um, but like just like the whole shit, yeah. as a sh- it was just hella like I knew that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. So that it furthermore pushed me to LA. You know, that was all like my transitioning from Santa Cruz to LA. Further further pushed me to to go out there and figure this shit out. What was that process like for you? Like how especially during that time where it's really real now, right? And like you've done your jobs and you know started to find writing as a source of revenue and like it's really balancing staying afloat keeping yourself motivated to grow 
right? And finding those moments where you surprise yourself and keep going. Like, what what's that process been like? Man, I was uh I was working hella hard. Like when I was working in Simi Valley, I was doing another program like working with kids called Champions and then I was working at Urban Outfitters. Mm. Um and like I was always holding down like multiple jobs, you know, and then after being out there for some months, my homie Joe who was w- working for 51 Minds was like, "Yo, we got this spot in Hollywood. It's got this little room. We don't got no closet, so like whatever you want to pay for it, I just want you to live with us, bro. I just want you to come fuck with it. I think you should be out here, out there. It ain't cool." Um, I was like, "Man, that's love." So, I was able to live right by that rock and roll while I was on Poinsettia, mm. you know, for 3 years. We awesome. the crack house. We called it the crack house cuz <laughs> it was real. cracking. It used to be crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, bro. Crazy. Some legends came through to the crack house. Slept on the floor. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So it was uh it was just a lot of work, bro. It was just a lot of like me trying to juggle hella jobs until, you know, I was working fifty one minds, working on set, working in the office and all that. And then when I dipped after my, my pops passed and came back, it was like my focus hella shifted from like trying to make money to then like how am I going to make this music shit pop Mm. I wasn't tripping off rent I wasn't you know I was like I'll figure that out that's when the shit started getting tricky and we started doing hella illegal shit and like you know what I'm saying the bay really came out because I was with some some you know yeah I was now living with like goals yeah we gonna figure this shit out yeah you know and then like Murph you the dude okay yeah yeah, we gonna rally behind you and we gonna figure it you know and so that's why we were mobbing so hard it was like all right, for sure and then I I got some dough obviously from my pops passing so like that was first once I did get that I was like I'm dipping so then I stopped working and ran through that obviously yeah but like it was a a starting point of me being able to focus 24 hours a day, like on, all right, so what are we about to do? You know? Yeah. And like, then I started getting the unemployment checks too. So now we're going and getting like, now networking is important. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get in bottles at places where we're not supposed to be at. Yeah. And we acting up, we being from the town. And this was at Ledoux, you know, with oh. Paris Hilton and shit. I feel you. Those days. So they looking at us crazy. It's a little bit more. <laughs> it's a classic era. It's a little bit more yeah. integrated now, you know? Yeah. Even as segregated no, as nightlife. Then, it was back like then, Santa it Cruz was, campus. Oh, exactly. So, like, <laughs> the fact that we could sneak into Ledoux because Audio Mo was spinning, you feel me? And, like, you know, like, we could finesse some shit and get a bottle for a couple hundred as mm-hmm. opposed to paying hell of, like, we was yeah. doing hella jigging and finessing. We start living a certain lifestyle and like meeting certain people and going to certain parties. Like you were talking about parties and shit. Yeah. I started being able to get more of the lifestyle shit down. And that's when I realized being cool will get you so far. Yeah. Wow. Like that was like the music shit. I started getting good at music later on. I feel like, you know, mm. it was always a, a growing process with the actual music because I started later than everybody else, mm. you know? So, like, in my mind, you look at a kid like Nick Knack or, like, we were talking about Mark and all these kids. They were getting, they were playing music in high school, and I wasn't. Yeah. Sure. You know, like, that's all they did, and that's what they focused on. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. So, I always felt like I was playing catch-up yeah. because I started doing this shit later on. Yeah. So, the music was catching up. I didn't know it at the time. I always knew I wasn't hella raw, but I knew I was getting better and better. Um Actually, this chick, Rhea Parishka from 
Atlantic reached out to me one time and she wanted me to write songs for people. And before Cody Simpson came out, she was like, I was writing, trying to write for him and do all the shit. But she's another person. I was like, you should write. You know, she mm. was just like an assistant A&R at Atlantic at the time. Hit me on fucking. She hit me on MySpace, I think, was the first thing. Word. And then, like, we were emailing and shit. Yeah. I don't know. That just popped in my head. When you yeah. Because I really wasn't thinking about it. And that sparked the, the whole idea. How, how did it start to feel when, like, writing became something tangible? Because naturally it builds the chops, but then it's also like you always have this desire to be that artist, right? Yeah. So writing does provide, when when it hits, like, does provide... A check. Mm-hmm. Now, however much that check is, that's. I think seen, what but. what happened was I I moved to New York because I felt a certain way. I had an opportunity to live out there for cheap, mm-hmm. but I felt like I, I wasn't appreciated, you know, by, um, just like those that I felt were my support system, you know. So oh. I did, and you know they say that you're not really. You not you don't really miss miss something until you don't have it anymore. You know yeah. they don't really know what you got till it's gone. Sure. So like when I got back, um, one of the first things I did, like Nick was like, "Bro, like come on, we got to You know you've been gone, bro. Like you just dipped because I didn't really tell anybody I was dipping too until like right before I dipped. You know. Mm. So like, how long were you out in L.A. before you made that move? I was out in L.A. for like five years. Oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I just was like, all right, I'm finna dip. And, uh, yeah, Nick's, like, hella juice. Like, you know, you coming back. And I was actually staying in Basie's spot. He was now living out here. He was going back and forth for a while. But I was subleasing one of the rooms in his spot, my other big homie, Nee. And so Basie came back for a couple weeks. And that's who was really on my head. Like, bruh, we lit in L.A. now, bruh. You got to, you know, you're the one that made me come back. Like, how you going to come out here? You know, because I did make him come. Wow. And then I did. You know? Because wow. um, she was just getting hella weird. It's just can like I had can to get you take it a little deeper? Like, I don't even want to go into, like, to be honest, I don't want to go into, like, the play-by-plays. But, yeah. like, emotionally, right? As a person in feeling a type of I feel like because even in this craft like your craft in and of itself has so much to do with feeling yeah right and not only feeling from what you're creating but feeling from the environment you know what I'm saying and it's like as as we've said earlier like everybody needs some sort of like appreciation or some sort of energy that's like yo yeah like what what was that like for you and and how was that separation and kind of like reintroduction for you cuz um, i feel like you just did a whole life cycle in that trip oh yeah for sure it came back like ready to get it yeah i mean living in new york first of all will do that yeah yeah it, that's where you really exercise your hustle muscle oh you know very so quickly it just that fucked with me just that fucked with me but um I can't go all the way into the situation, but it was like a situation where I needed to get away from where I was at. Sure. You know, and it was the perfect opportunity to do so. Yeah. And it's not like I was even planning on getting away, but I just needed to dip. So because I had the opportunity, I did. But nah, going back to what you were talking about, Nushi, uh, I, when I got back, Nick's hella juiced off like working because he was working with this Sean, he was working on Sean Kingston's project and he was like, man, like, let's write some shit. Like, let's do some shit. Yeah. 
And he wasn't necessarily saying, let's do some shit for Sean, but he just has his roundabout way of doing things and making shit happen. He be on, He's like a mastermind, too. So he tells me to come to the studio one day, and then I know Sean from just like back in the day being on like Sunset with Lil Uno from the pack and shit and like being at the Roxy and like Sean was hella young. I, kn- I, kn- I didn't know Sean Kingston was young like that. Oh. So when we were young, just first out here, I would see Sean Kingston and feel like, oh, that's some adult artist, you know? Because I didn't know his back. I didn't know he was a kid. But he's like young and we young and we would be in the same place. So Sean would immediately be like, what's up, dog? You know? <laughs> And, and and he knew the pack, you know, from, like, Too Short and shit, you know? So, like, I was with Uno, and he was just hella cool one time. And another time, I was with Keith, and he was just like, what's up, bro? You know? So, by the time I saw Sean a few times, he was just like, yeah, that's my partner. So, Nick had n- known that, of like, mm. yeah, Murph knows who Sean is. And so, just had me come to the studio, Got didn't it. tell Sean, didn't tell me, you feel me? Yeah. And was like. Set it up. Oh, what's up, Sean? Uh, this is my nigga Murph. He about to be fucking around, you know? And, sh- and he turns around. He's like, oh, what's up, bro? You know? <laughs> and so it's like, it's vibes. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then Eric Bellinger comes in the room. And I don't know Eric. And so Eric kind of feels like, not the odd man out, but we all know each other, you know? And I've been in New York and shit. And like, me and Nick have seen each other a few times. But he's just like, yeah, big bro back, you know? So he's getting hella lit. Yeah. And Eric yeah. kind of looking at us like, man, these niggas out of pocket. You feel me? <laughs> but he was fucking with it, you know? And so that night, we we had a good rapport. We made some cool shit. It was dope. So Nick's like, hey, I'm about to run a play, you know? And um, of course he, he did. Of course, he's like, I'm about to run his play. And so he has Eric come one day. And he, he calls me. He's like, yo, where you at? And I was like, I'm around the corner. Because I, you know, moved right around the corner. And I was mm. like, I'm around the corner. He said, yo, the singer's finna come through. And I was like, all right. He was like, peace. <laughs> he said, the singer. The singer. Like, yo, the singer's finna come through. Like, all right, peace. And I, I went over there. Eric plays us his whole shit. And, and it's hella clean. He's like, bro, I've written for all these people. And so, like, I have this relationship with Power 106 and with, like, certain people that could, like, press play for me, but i just been waiting for the right time. I'm getting all my music together. Yeah. You know, I can control my own rollout, you know? Like, he had money yeah. from fucking and Justin Bieber and Usher. Like, yeah. He's, he's a, he's Bro, a, Eric, you don't Eric even Bellinger's know. Eric is a great human being. Bro, you don't even know. Like. Because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you. So this I cat, like, wait, no. Like, I'm probably the seasoning sprinkle on top and you. you <laughs> the main dish so but eric, like he's an amazing human being eric plays the whole shit he's like but i don't got nothing for radio you know like i need something that's like about to just be like yeah let's go he was yeah. like so i felt like there's no better place than to you know fuck with the cat that you know absolutely yeah, beat it and shit you feel that's me that's what he's thinking and so we plays this shit we fucking with it and i was like bro let's just do some shit right now you know, let's just do you some shit. Me? Let's just make you one right now, bro. Let's do it. You feel me? And Nick's like, let's go. So we we start working. We fuck with some shit. It's hella tight. It's a song called Hold That. And Eric's like, yeah, we finna fuck with this for sure. Plays it for a couple cats at the radio. They hella fuck with it. They down to press play on it. He's like, yeah, bro, I'm finna get it mixed and we gonna go crazy. Nick plays it in a session <coughs> with Chris Brown Ooh. and Sean Kingston. And they start being like, yo, bro, no. 
hey, what's that? You know, and Sean's like, no, that's me, bro. I need that. <laughs> and Nick's like, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we did it's it. It's good. <laughs> not, not this Eric. <laughs> it's good, bro. So then, you know, Nick tells me that. Eric said, Eric calls me. He's like, no, I don't know if you know, but your boy played the song, blah, blah, blah. Gives me the whole rundown. Oh, yeah. And Eric don't know that I kind of already know, but I was just like, damn, for real? Fuck. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, so what you what you, what you want to do? Because it's not my call. And he's like, well, I think it would be a better look for you if it was a Sean Kingston song because he got a record label behind him and he going, you know, that would like helps you your career out as a songwriter. It don't really help me out as a songwriter. I done already did shit, but like it's cool that I have that. You know, hopefully, I believe in the record. I think it's hella tight. Hopefully, it it, it does well. But I think that it would hella help you out. You oh, know, wow. and you just a you a cool ass dude, bro. And I think you hella talented. And like, wow. I think as a songwriter, it would hella you know help drive you in that direction. That's incredible. Bruh don't know me hella well. We didn't kicked it a couple times, you know. But he's a I, like a new shit. Like I, I could feel it, you know. Especially he's a good to have ass that dude. in a mu- in the music industry. Exactly. Like you, exactly. You, you don't. You don't. It, it, it become. It could be so political and so just like doggy dog in those moments when the real opportunities happen. So yeah, he's like yeah, just whatever you think, whatever, however you want to do it. You know, whatever you think is fair, we'll figure it out. I know he's like, I know they're gonna come for some pub and shit. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, then the label put yo guy, you know that. So it's like, it's like whatever you want to do, bro. You know. Wow. So that that was my that was my career. That was like boost as a professional songwriter, as opposed to just ghostwriting shit or getting little shit here. Yeah, you know no, that, that, that was that was the moment when I start getting them ass caps and shit. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, okay, for sure. So yeah, so that was your first real cut as a songwriter. Yep. How'd that make you feel? You know, as you're like chasing your artist side and and going hard at that and grinding that, and now seeing the success as a songwriter, did it make you want to like really see that lane and, and do that? Or that's what's called not even, not it, even because I, especially because I just got back from I just got back from New York, you know, so it's like. Why not even? Because I was living on, I was living in my brother's one room studio at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, I just got back. I'm more on some like, I'm hitting LA ground running. That was just some shit that happened. Got it. And it took a while for this shit to actually materialize and be on the radio and all that. When it got on the radio and like I was hearing it on the radio all the time, Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. I remember one time I got kicked out of the club while they were playing my song. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I what got the kicked. Fuck I got kicked out of Supper Club because some dude, like it was some misunderstanding or whatever. <laughs> but some dude, you know, had pointed me out to get kicked out the club, and I got kicked out. And as I'm talking to the security guard who knows me and fucks with me, it's like, man, it's all good, bro. I just got. I'll walk you out. They walk him out, and you know, you could come back in and shit. And then I'm like, man, but come on, bro. You feel me? I, I, I'm feeling myself a little bit. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. You feel me? It, don't, it shouldn't even be all that. You know, I didn't even do nothing. Like, sure. Bro. And then my song comes on. And I'm like, nigga, y'all got me fucked up, bro. I wrote this shit. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and at that point, like, at that point, his, his partner was like, 
nah, bro, I ain't fucking with him, you know, on some just power trip shit. Yeah. Sure, sure. And so he was like, well, I can't do anything now because mm-hmm. he said it. The age old scenario. That was funny, though, that that happened. That's crazy. Y'all got me fucked up, bro. I wrote this shit. Turn my shit off then. <laughs> turn hey, my shit turn off. Turn shit off for the DJ right tell now. Him don't, tell him, tell him <laughs> don't play this shit then. It's crazy, though, that, that you still didn't want to, like, at that point, use that leverage to push yourself as a, into the songwriting game. Because, like, that's how the game works. From there, you use that. You get another rooms. You start you it, exactly. everything that not, that that's how the that's how it works. Tripping off of it, Cass would be like, "Yo, congratulations!" I'd be like, "Yo, that's thank you, yo." But check this new young Murph. <laughs> I feel <laughs> yo, but you need to peep this YMTK. Is what I'm telling you. How were people reacting to that? Um, it was dope because at the same time, like another another album that me and Trev did in 2012. It was getting hella like placement on t- television, like ah. music supervisors at MTV and VH1. Hella started fucking with it. Cool. So it started get, like my songs would just pop up in hella shows. So it's like I had that going on too, where it was like, see, man, you know, YMTK, we got to fuck with bro, right? You know. So I wasn't all the way thinking about like songwriting really being a focus. It was just something that just came like, okay, yeah, if, when it, whenever it comes. Until I started like really doing it to like pay my rent and, you know, make sense, you know, like sure. having it a Did focus. you have a team behind you at this point? Were, were there homies that were like playing positions for you or were you just yeah. rocking? Like, before like, before the, 2013, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was mobbing hard all the way up to like twenty end of 2012 so like my homie hollywood joe was always with me cali king films was you know holding down the visuals yeah um <clears throat> i had a real mob mentality mm. also during that time like when you write you know a song that that becomes a hit i feel like the industry also now notices you and did you get opportunities like were people coming to you uh a little bit, but it was more so testing the waters as Got opposed it. to like, yo, because as he said, like, I didn't really have a team. I didn't have anybody really representing me or yeah. pushing for me, you right. know, like the person that's getting pushed for, mm. like, that's the person that's like, all right, all right let me see what's going on. Absolutely. But if it's just some some shit that's tight, you know, and then it's some other shit that's okay, yeah. but it's getting pushed, it's like most times people respond to the like, let me go this way. And the life cycle's not that long either. Exactly. You know, you you win the number one hit record. Right. It was just some shit that was popular. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like And so if you're not boosting that, you know, turbo style, then it, it gets lost very quickly or forgotten about. Yeah. What made you what made you depart from like a, the team element? Like what after two thousand thirteen? And how like what what was that understanding for you of like because at the end of the day, like artists understand the industry more and more as they get deeper within it right and there's look there's good and bad in everything right but at the end of the day experience trumps all like being able to experience something and and know for oneself what it is how was that for you like in did 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 you just stop at a certain point like in terms of Um. mob mentality I think that uh, 
at a certain point, I realized that I have to take accountability for for my actions and for the actions of those around me. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm not going to say I like, like, I did this for you or anything, you yeah. know? But, like, the reality, like, we helped each other get into certain situations. Absolutely. And we really mobbed, bro. I'm saying around the world, you know? Hollywood Joe was one of the master finessers and the glue of the situation. And Cali mm-hmm. King Films is a crazy visual, you know, just creative director, yeah. you know? So it's like there were hella aspects of it that was hella positive, And we fam, mm-hmm. you know? But it was like not feeling like cats were stepping up to the plate at certain times when like, bro, like, you know, all of our shit is on the line right now. And, you know, like I signed some shit to be in debt for whatever amount, but it's all like, we all got to come through, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when I realized that it really, it's on me, then I, and and being in New York too, like traveling solo, moving solo, going to shit, experiencing shit by myself. That was my first time of really embracing just being by myself, you know? Did did it like just come to light that nobody's going to do it better or or nobody's going to give it more than I do? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had like management that was like faulty you know that like made made a crazy play when i had a situation on the line you know what i'm saying like where it's like you find out people don't have your best interest Mm -hmm. or just can't live up to you know what i'm saying yeah it's like you have all these these realizations as as things go on it's a fairy tale like i told you in the beginning it's just like, yeah, we're going to do it like this. We're going to do... And it's like, it doesn't go down like yeah, that. The honeymoon period. The honeymoon. Quickly. Yeah. So it's like, I had to just know, like, if it's going to get done, it's going to get done by me. Mm. You know? Absolutely. For better or for worse. Like, at least I'm going to be the one that's accountable. Like, I'm going to hold myself accountable. Because it's on me. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what's that like? It's a lot, bro. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like... I have to, I have to like micromanage hella shit mm. that I, I would rather not have to deal with. It would be a luxury to not deal with that. Sure. So I feel like when I am in that situation, then I'm finna be a beast because I get to all yeah. the way go in on the other side. Yeah. But like having to do everything is like, it's what it is. It's like, that's what it is. And even like, I think one of the beauties of that, that like kind of gets um, lost in it is that when you do start build, like when teams start building out, naturally, like the ideal situation is having somebody that's super powerful and, and a great manager come in and just be like, yo, come on. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, there's also in this path people that gravitate towards one another. And whether it's immediately or whether it grows through time, like relationships build and voids start being filled, if yeah. you will. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's something that every artist has to at least accept the possibility of having to do. Yeah. Because nobody's going to believe in you until you do. And nobody really believes in anybody until they do. Yeah. yeah. And everybody hops on like, whoo, yeah. love y'all. Can we be the first? And you're like yeah. sitting there like, bro, I've, I've probably hit you 850 billion times yeah. and haven't heard. Now you hit me. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still like 
well, okay, what, what's it going to do for me? At that point, you have the power play, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's also difficult, though, for an artist to be front-facing mm-hmm. in every aspect of these things because sometimes outside of even just breadth and depth of skill set, it, it eases the scenario having somebody else be an asshole when they need to be. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing about management, and that's when, that's when I have, like, my go-tos, you know, where I can create the degrees mm-hmm. of separation that are, you know what I'm saying? That just comes with years of having to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. So like where I, I need to do that, you know? Um, but as far as like waking up every single day and being like, how are we going to get YMTK further than he was yesterday? Yeah. Like I'm the person that does that. I want to talk a little bit like, and, and that's, you know what? That, that's the most beautiful thing because Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that builds such an internal fortitude with deciding that, you know what, I'm here and I'm not stopping this. Yeah. But now life is is real. Now you, you're also, it's not just the dream to make it. It's also, I've had this dream and I'm going to fulfill that. But I also have a vision for what my life should be like and will be like. And I'm going to build that. Yeah. Right? So it's like one of those things where it's like a lot of people talk about be willing to, to die for or be willing to just, you know, like shout out to Will Smith randomly. Like, are you willing to just run on the treadmill and not stop? Like, I'll run further than any. You know what I'm saying? I'll yeah. die on there. Right. <laughs> yeah. And for real, though. He, he was being straight up. Straight so, up. Yeah. But, but that's the accumulation of that. <laughs> right. And 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 for me, I want to like. See, I'm going to bring this right back in because it all ties in. Because not only have you been that lone one that's been a part of the community, and, yo, shout out to your father also and your mother, but, like, the home in which it was, like, find your own way. You're going to fuck up. And when you fuck up, I'm not going to be here and say, like, oh, are you okay? It's like, (laughs) if if it's that serious, don't even count on me, but, like, if it's not that serious, I tell you, you fucked up. Yeah. And you don't want to test me because we already saw what the pop right, feel yeah, like. Yeah. Right? But in in that being said is you you have this fortitude within you and, and you're going to get it regardless. And you've also been in a position where along the way, a lot of these people in this Bay culture, like you've not only have known pre-music but have created together and like the community in the bay is really really blossoming right now and anybody that's been in the game knows that if it's really blossoming in the limelight so to speak it's been brewing for fucking 10 years prior for sure and the reason i bring that up is i want to know like what it what it's been like in being able to traverse this landscape and having so many peers and friends in this same path and being able to really build off of that in terms of opportunities and just like skill set, character, just like how has that been? Because that's a fortunate thing. Yeah, honestly, bro, I've been blessed. It's just the fact that like I met little Stevie Yaris, you feel me, at Camp Armstrong, you feel me, and was the counselor in training in that kid was just a cool ass kid and he grew up to be big steve like knickknacks cousin and like you know what i'm saying yeah. the fact that i've been knowing that kid since he was in the third grade playing against my little brother 
You yeah. feel me? Like all these stories, like it's just, it's just these are the people that I know. I know. Yeah. You know? And then at pivotal times in my life, they played a huge part in it. You mm. know, and it has helped change the trajectory. Mm. You know, um, so that's just really what it's been. It's just been a blessing. Absolutely. A lot of this shit. It's just been off relationships and just like being at the right place. Yeah. You know, that's really what it is, bro. Yeah, no, for real. Because at like at the end of the day, you know how a player would be like, I can't call it. Yeah. It's because you can't, you You know? So it's like you try to execute certain things and go about shit a certain way. And in the end, it doesn't ever go your way. Right. You feel me? So then you got to start thinking about whose way it's going. You feel me? So this is God's plan, bro. I'm just in it. Yeah. You know? And I just keep faith and just try to go a certain way. So it's like the fact that I just keep being blessed, at, especially at what times I, I get these blessings. Absolutely. It's, that's really what it is. I can't explain it no other way. Yeah. <sighs> Looking back at it, right? Like, that, that's just like incredible. I can't though. explain it no, no other like, way. No, like I can't call it. Yeah, I can't so call me. it. Yeah. That's what he's saying in short. Off top. When a player says, hey, man, I can't call it. Off top. I can't. It's God's plan, man. For real. I want to ask you, coming to like now, right, and also being somebody that started later, and naturally there's a chip on your shoulder with that, just like in terms of like I got to run 10 times faster than all you motherfuckers. Straight up. I see y'all, but like fuck y'all. I'm going to pass y'all soon. Yeah. Um. How has that mentality shaped like the urgency of of your becoming? I think I had to learn faster, you know, certain things I just had to kind of pick up. Yeah. And there's certain things that I was already blessed with, you know, that like just kind of came. So that helped. Um, I'm my mom's son. My mom is hella charismatic. And like when she steps into a room, like, you know, she's there type yeah. person. And she doesn't attract she doesn't try to attract this this thing, but it's an energy that she has. I feel I have I have that, you know. I can't deny that. Absolutely, you better <laughs> you know? not. So it's like you I don't better try, not. I'll jump I over the table right like, now. Uh, yeah, you know? I got that. It's like I do because I look yeah. like her, and like you know what I'm saying. So when I see her do it, it, it'd be crazy when I see people look at my mom because she's always hella like. Yeah. No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she, it's just, it's a movie. You yeah, know? she's not trying to be in center stage, but it's like if you just sitting there talking to her, yeah. you're gonna be like, I like this lady, you know? Absolutely. So that's just something that I was blessed with, you know, a certain perspective. I had certain parents that like helped me build that. Yeah. So I'm able to like have like a lighthearted, you know. Absolutely. Just some cats grew up, bro, right where I grew up, and they yeah. just not being, you know, they're just, no. For real? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. I'm not finna be positive right now. Yeah. You know? And that's just a reality. Absolutely. I mean, that just goes to show the strength of a home. Yeah. Right? And being able to have, you know, naturally <clears throat> every home has its um, nuances, if you will, or interior design, but having that foundation it like allows you to to build those perspectives. You're building your own, but you have both sides of it. 
how has the journey been in terms of who you've been meeting along the way? And now I just feel like, are you at a point where you, you really choose who is in your circle just in general and looking to, you know what? Now I'm going to do it all for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think you got to make wise investments. And you like the earlier you know that, then like the better off you could be as far mm -hmm. as like where you allot your time. You feel me? Absolutely. You can't micromanage it, but you just got to just, you know, as much as you go with the flow, I'll always be mindful of like where your time and who your time is being spent with. It's really important. Super important. So, yeah, I feel like. Over the years, I've met some hella incredible people, you feel me? And I've also met some some people where it's like, I'm glad I met them because they taught me something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you showed me that I'm exists. Glad you, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I can't say there's any negatives, but yeah. for sure. Experiences. Yeah, it's all experiences. You just, you definitely want to remember who your star player is, you yeah. know, when Cat Williams talk, talk about the star player. Yeah. Like, you got to understand you are your star player. Mm. You know, nobody is Facts. going to, to, to win the game but you. Yeah. Like you, you're always taking the last shot, fam. <laughs> so Straight up. No matter who you finna pass it to right quick, <laughs> you're just like, no, it's coming back to you. <laughs> yeah. So... Like, nobody's going to, you know, even with all the cool relationships and shit like that, it's a lot of just professional, just relationship cats. Yeah. You know, who just know hella people. The professional like, courtesy cats. Yeah. Like, even with that, I know, hell, like, hella these cats is really my partners and we don't talk. Mm. You know? Because yeah. I know just like they know, like, bro, we have hella shit we got to do. Absolutely. And it's love, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, bro, we... You got to lock I'm in. I'm going to see you in a little bit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's no love loss, you know? So it's like, you just got to know, you got to invest your time well, man. You know? Straight up. And, it, and if people don't understand that, then those aren't the people that's really aligning themselves with where you see yourself. One million percent. How's the how's the relationship with you and your mom now? And, and how does she feel of everything you're doing? My mom thinks I'm hella clean. <laughs> she she's like, bruh, you just sound hella good when That's you be amazing. singing. Yeah, I wish she would sing more. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and she 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 likes certain songs. I I mean, obviously, I've gotten better as a songwriter, and like, I'm able to contextualize my emotions and like use melody and song structure and all that shit. It's gotten better, you know. Mm. So I can like do that yeah and she appreciated it for what it is you know like man that sounds as hella a creation good. yeah like that sounds great yeah you know and then some of the messages she's she fucks with but then some of the shit she just be like mom i can't get past yeah. the multiple f words <laughs> like, why are you it's just a, a bunch of f words <laughs> That's all I hear. Just, like i feel you do you feel like now that you're you're a little older in the relationship with you and your mom, do you feel a self pressure to kind of be that man of the of the family in in what you're doing? And, and does that resonate in the relationship you have with your mom and pushing your career forward and, and kind of your sense of family? Is any of that developed? Um, to a certain degree, but uh, more so financially than anything. Sure, I think I've accomplished uh, some stuff 
that like makes my mom hella proud like yeah. coming from where she comes from i'm already yeah like, i'm cool you know so you now it's Australia. more of like a like yo so you don't have to do shit yeah ever like fuck this oh yeah mom I'm, i get to take you out for this i'm gonna get you that no now you just don't gotta do shit yeah that's the like that's the role that i want to play because mm. that's what my dad like when i said he was raising us all like he was for sure doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom for sure was an educator, and like, you know, that's important. But you know, she wasn't bringing in hella cheese like that. Yeah, you feel me. The music shit was tight, <coughs> but she wasn't bringing in hella cheese. But like at the that. same you time, it, it's also work ethic. Like your pop just worked at it yeah. until he got it. Yeah, you know I mean, like never stop. Like coming from very minimal education, but I work harder than anybody. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's something that's needed on this path as well. Yeah. Like, there are going to be so many ups and so many letdowns, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're even as paramount as and as distinct or just even in the undercurrents of this whole shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you got to just believe that it's going to happen. Right. Not, and, not too far down the street, on like, below, on Wilshire yeah. in Beverly Hills. I used to park my bins, <laughs> me and my homie Joe, and go to sleep when we didn't have no place to stay. Wow. We was homeless. Like, if we're going to be homeless, we finna be homeless in Beverly Hills. <laughs> For real? In a bins. In a bins. <laughs> For real. For real. That really had, that had that to happen. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, like, the insanity. Like, my mom tells me all the time, it's confirmation. She's like, man, you, you have so much of your father in you. You know, like with mm-hmm. your dedication to doing this and yeah. like she she's seen how, you know, she's seen where it comes from. That's why I say with her, I've already done hella shit. Yeah. Like she just be like, so you're not like you're not all, always on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like you should always, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I heard I've I've heard Sue. Now I like Sue. You know, like she, <laughs> she you know, but she's like, why you not all on the red? Like, you know, in her mind, she's like, bro, you, you be always doing all these <laughs> Yo, shows. You got incredible. all these people jumping up and down. Like, why aren't you? You know, she Straight think up. it's already. So that's why to her it's good. Like whatever. For real. Cause now it's more of like a financial thing. Yeah. For like that to be like the kicker. Straight up. And that's a very big motivator. For sure. Off top. Off top. Yeah. I mean, we're in America. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You know? For real. When you playing a game, you got to know what field you on. Yeah. We're in America, so that definitely means hella much. But f- for me, it's never been the driving force. You know, from my pops, it was just all about the money. Mm-hmm. I got to get this fucking money. Mm-hmm. And I have that same drive, but I'm like, it applies to the art. You know, like, I just like the music, bro. I got to just keep doing this shit. I got to figure out how to yeah. do it better, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, she just is like, bro, you're just like that. Like, you're just not going to stop. So, all right. Now she just fully just like, all right. Straight you're up. never going to stop. I've tried to get you to stop for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so all right cool usually at this point like i'll ask what somebody would would like tell their younger self right but i want to really cap this off by just asking what are your conversations with yourself in this moment just know because look you and i both know like it's going to happen 
and we've discussed this, and for me, it's, it's only a matter of time. And that's such a cliche uh, type of statement, but when I say that, it's because all of this work and all of this growth, only time is going to dictate that. Mm. And you have time ahead of you, and it's going to hit, right? But have having experienced all of these things and knowing that however close we are, we still got to go forward, right? What are those talks with, with you now, knowing that, right, and also being at a level in your craft where you really know that, and it's a fight to get to that last little bend over just so you could see over the mountain and really plot that dream? Yeah. <clears throat> um. What's the question one more time? What's that conversation with, with yourself myself? right now? Because at the end of the day, the only person that's going to motivate you and get you there is you. I think now more so than ever, I really focus on like every single day. Like I, I take it in very small increments. Mm. I used to think big picture all the time. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to get to that. and that, You know? Yeah. Um, now I just try to like really be on some day to day shit, mm. you know. Like if t- if today could be hella clean, cool, all right. And then the next day, if this could be hella clean, for sure, because mm. that means every single day, you know. Like, all right, for sure. As opposed to like. All right, yeah. So in two weeks, yeah. I need this, and sure. then in yeah. a month, like you, you definitely need those goals. You yeah. definitely need to just be like, yeah, I'm finna like, I'm finna like lose three pounds this week, you know, just some little shit like that. Or yeah. I, I'm finna just like, I'm gonna do 150 sit ups, you know, every single day this week. You feel me? My little thing that I've been challenging myself is 100 and 100. I'm gonna do 100 push ups and 100 sit ups. Just every time I take a shower, I got to do that first. Yeah. So however many times I'm taking a shower, I just know I got to do that now. Yeah. So a little shit like that I feel like is important. But yeah. other, you know, just day to day, bro. Just try to kill it every single day. And that's a gorgeous thing, bro. Absolutely. As I said, like it's 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 really, it's really a it's a plan that's beyond my understanding mm. so if i can make sure i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing today even if that thing is nothing if i just am doing what i'm supposed to be doing then i feel like whatever's supposed to be happening is like ha- it's happening it's gonna fall into place absolutely you can't like over you know all yeah. i could do is what i could do so i think i think it's easy to get lost in the long-term goals and like what yeah. you want to be or how you want to see yourself yeah. and forget about what you're doing right now and valuing that and, and paying attention and being aware of that, yeah. you know, and being content with that. It's also you know? beautiful to see, like, as much time as, as it's been spent and energy has been spent, what the realization is becoming is how much that matters. Yeah. And instead of thinking about every grandiose thing we want in the future, every, like, super big achievement we want, 
the only way to really get there is day by day. That's real. And then you got to think about like what you want. Sometimes like what you want ain't even really what you want. Yeah. You think you want that shit. It's a thought of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it being God's plan, sometimes like, bro, let that shit happen. Like, you know, because it's going to be some shit you think you want. And when you get it, you're going to be like, man, I didn't really want this. Because you weren't thinking about the things that came with that thing you wanted that you don't want. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Niggas is single. Man, I need a girlfriend. Thinking about shit you think you want, bruh, yeah. and then it comes with some shit you don't want. You Absolutely. feel me? Or vice versa. You know, I, man, I, I need to just... You got a good one. You think, man, I need to just, man, fuck. Yeah. Everything has their, their sides. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. So you just you got to yeah. let shit... I really... Um, I'm really trying to be on some like, man, you know, just be, be and have faith. Just do what you're supposed to be doing. Eat what you're supposed to be eating, you know, drink what you're supposed to be drinking. Straight up. That might be, you feel me, drinking all day, but just do it however you're supposed I mean, to be doing it, it, I guess. Look, if that if that was what that day was meant <laughs> to be like, that then you day, live. Exactly. You all. Yeah, exactly. know it. Yeah. My brother, I just want to tell you, you're, a, you're an inspiration. And... Just as a creator, your growth and, and where you've come and where you're going to go naturally, just know that, you know, you evoke those emotions to your craft, right? And as a peer and a friend, I could say one of the biggest things outside of a fan perspective is it just brings me joy seeing you grow and become more and more. Right on, man. And thank you so much for sharing the depths of this journey of you right and i can't wait for where tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that continue to take you you feel me i I want to call your mom and tell her you made it you know what i'm saying we're about to call mama right now she gonna pick up hey what's up i'll be calling my mama at a crazy time hey 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 Hey, act like shit. Hey, what's up? What? You don't have to act like. Why are you acting like that? It's four in the morning. It's all good. Straight I'm, up. I'm being out of pocket, but what's going on? That was incredible. Sure. Blessing. Thank you, bro. Love. Thank you. Yeah.